0: So you've actually come back and have decided to listen to our second episode. I'm shocked and amazed, but thank you very much. We had over 800 people listen to our first one um, in the space of a week, which is amazing. So if that was you, thank you very much. If you're one of the people out there that's been um, spreading the word of our new Allies of Convenience podcast, then um, big up yourself as well. Um, I'm pretty sure that it was our podcast members listening it to 100 times each more than likely though so um, thank you to everyone who's been subscribing if you've submitted any reviews on iTunes or if you've even just posted a link around thanks to the uh, 40k Global guys who picked uh, us up in their last podcast um, and um, Tinking and all the other tournament organisers who've been spreading the good word on their pages as well um, we really appreciate anyone out there who is uh, helping getting the word out But we are back for our second episode. Um, We've got some cool stuff lined up for you tonight. We have um, been going through a couple of the UK tournaments that have happened recently. Um, The first Heat of the GT and before that, Northern Warlord. So we've got um, tournament reviews of both of those coming up for you. Um, But before that, we are going to get into the intros of our cast. And tonight we are joined by Matt Robertson. Again, hello. Hello. Uh, We have got Adam Ryland. Hello. We have got James Ramsey. Hello. Uh, we have got Gareth Donnelly. Hello, welcome.
1: All right, mate.
0: <laughs> uh, we've got superstar Mike Collins.
2: Good evening, gentlemen. How are we all?
0: Very good, very good. And um, our transatlantic contingent today consists of Matt Serino. Hola. Uh, we have got Justin Cook.
3: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: And we are joined by Ben Cromwell as well. Hello. Howdy. Right, um, so let's get through you know, our weeks. I've been trying desperately to scrape an army together for GT Heat 2. Um, thank you very much to everyone who's going to be lending me models for that, because I am a complete disaster when it comes to getting stuff painted. Uh, Matt, what have you been doing?
4: I've been playing Mars Attack this week,
0: Mars which Attack. is Mantic's new game. Okay.
4: We play, managed to work our way through two games. First, we tried with... Let's just put the models out and just play straight across the board. No train, no nothing. And it doesn't work like that. Then we put all the buildings on, and it was actually a really fun game. So, humans Uh, versus aliens. did you get a copy of
0: that? Prize, I presume?
4: Yes, that was, uh, spoiler alert, prize for Heat 1.
0: We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Mr Ryland, what have you been doing this week? Uh, In Merglin's? That's about all I've had time for this week. How's that been going? Have you had to do many of them? or?
5: Nah, what I've used, actually, is quite good. The, uh, the plague bearer troop boxes. You actually get loads of little Nerglins in there. So I've managed to make up two units just on the spare bits. It's quite handy.
0: Are those bases looking quite sparse by any chance? Three aren't they? Just How many wounds have they got? <laughs> Fine. Bare minimum. <laughs> Old school. Yeah. Are they magnetised so you can sort of take them off one per wound? That'd be pretty cool.
5: Yeah, never thought about that. No
0: more. Oh well, not to worry. Not to worry. Uh, and is that for uh, something in the future that you're planning for, or just?
5: I'm um, thinking for Battlefield. It's Battlefield Birmingham. It's 1650 points. Yep. So uh, I'm gonna need some cheap troops. So Nurglins are the way forward
0: at the moment for that. Yeah, definitely. They're definitely improved in seventh um, now that they actually score. So um, I first sort of clock with Ripper Swarms, how good they were. But Nurglins are pretty useful as well now.
5: Yeah, and so good for hiding.
0: Yes, yes. Especially when there's only three on your base. I'd imagine they're even... I easy. never thought about that. Modelling mm. for advantage. you win it all cosplayers you.
4: Back of modelling for an advantage. In
0: that <laughs> case. All right.
3: Yeah,
4: hear that though. Just in 1650, way forward.
3: Wow, oh, that's such a dumb point value.
0: <laughs>
4: but we finish games.
0: I <laughs> <just>
3: overrated. overrated. <laughs> I also only play with 12 models usually, so.
0: I hear that's definitely the way forward. Playing with 12 models. If you're 11, right on me. 11 yes, in the UK. 11.
3: Okay. It's the real way to play 40k.
0: Uh, James <laughs> Ramsey. Hello, sir. Hello. Uh, what have you been up to this week, mate? Um, painting stuff and messaging
6: Matt, trying to get him to like trying to break forty k by sending him silly rules or questions, like can Legion the Damned go in Drop Pods and um, what else? The <laughs> else just cool. other just other things like that. Really. I haven't really had much time,
0: so just mostly painting. There's like a 15-page topic about that on uh, DACA, I think, the the drop pod nonsense. Yes. Right, so let's. I'm going to completely avoid that and just leave it up to the the FAQ guys to do because. Don't do that. Let's yeah. talk it. Let's talk it through now, Fuck I can that. decide what we'll no. do. <laughs>
2: Does it does it pose a threat to free knights? And if it does, it's not allowed. <laughs> it's like the, world, it? <laughs> the, late, the latest the latest rule in post is quite
0: a few different that kind of uh, don't make sense
7: so. Well
4: technically they're still alive and via Deep Strike, so
0: that's the, that's it. So that's the crux for the issue. The rules say they must arrive via deep strike. If they're inside a drop pod, are they arriving by deep strike or is the pod arriving by deep strike and they just disembark? Because technically yes. when they're deployed, they're not deployed via the there's, rules of deep strike. Yeah, so that's
6: an issue. Models or is there something like deep striking units can only, all they can do is disembark from a, from a deep striking transport. So people assume that that argument, that, that must mean that anybody who's coming out of a Deep, of deep Striking transport must also be coming Deep Striking. because otherwise wouldn't have that rule in. It's just a guess. It depends. Do you think, is Deep stri- is it, it Drop Pod Assault? Is it actually Deep Striking? Or is it using Drop Pod Assault? You know, it's, it's all these silly raw arguments that uh, are coming out for that rule.
5: James, you're such a troublemaker. <laughs> don't take Legion of the dam.
6: The next one is in that Dark Elder Codex. There's still there's some funny things in that. Like with the HQ, the Court of Archon thing. Like, can you take a single Court of the Archon as your HQ? Because it says something like, if you, take, if you take an Archon, you can take a Court of the Archon that doesn't count as a...
0: Oh, so a, it's like the um, that's in the, um, the Space, wolf. Wolf, Space Wolf book with the yeah. lone Wolves and also with the... Oh, what are they? the servitors. servitors yeah you can yeah, take servitors. one servitor to just fulfil so, the the elites thing if yeah you wanna, so yeah. it means is that you can take
6: like one lami whatever they're called as your hq he's like 10 points yeah and then yeah. you can buy him a venom so it's like 75 point venom as your hq it's actually not it's not not terrible it means if you can spam venoms but if you want to spam venoms you can do
5: see troublemaker! maker he looks a nice guy
0: <laughs> that is actually um a good point we are gonna go through the dark Eldar codex for you but we're not gonna do the same thing that everyone else does which is ramble on about it on the day the book comes out and uh you know throw ideas around blindly we're actually gonna try and be an organized podcast and actually come back um and record something uh, in this week coming after we've all had a good look and try to squeeze whatever dregs are in that codex um and hopefully we'll actually come up with something useful rather than moaning about how crap it is. Um, so yeah, look out for that. That will be a special one-off episode, so look out for that. We are going to be doing specials in the future. Um, we're going to be recording something for the ETC as well, which is going to be uh, really cool. We're speaking to a lot of different people from different nations. to so try and give you a really good uh, scope of an idea of what the ETC is all about and what it's like You know, for people like myself and all you guys listening that have never been um, and really interested in it as what is pretty much the pinnacle of worldwide 40k play um so look out for that as well that will be coming uh, in in a month possibly um let's continue mr donnelly hello welcome onto our little motley band of uh, reprobates how are you doing
1: i'm very well thank you
0: uh have you been doing much 40k stuff this week
1: um yeah i've been doing a bit actually it's mainly just been um list writing <laughs> i'm thinking of of taking Necrons to uh, heat through the GT, just to fucking counteract all the fucking knights we're gonna have to deal with. Mm. It's your fault, Matt, and the Americans. I blame all of you.
4: I blame I blame Justin and You're Gilstrap because Gilstrap avoids the blame somehow, so he's getting yeah, it
1: now. weird. I heard but, that. Um, I heard
0: that. Yeah, saintly saintly Gilstrap is uh, dodging all of the flack. No surprise.
3: I make all the good army lists, I'm sorry.
0: I blame Forgery World personally. Making I'd it affordable definitely. for everyone. Not <laughs> forgery world.
4: Dumb Chinese.
0: China cast and forgery world making um fifteen model sorry, twelve model uh, armies possible. Eleven model, remember sixteen. Oh sorry, 15. we're in UK, that's right. Eleven,
1: yeah. not bad. <laughs> good food and good models, you can't argue with that.
0: So we did um go through that. Uh, Adamantium Lance plus Riptides list on the last episode of the podcast. If you have no idea what we're talking about, go and check episode one. We did go through that briefly. It did really well at uh, Nova. Um, um so you can find out all about it on our last episode.
4: Just go to interrupt go. Alex, I don't think we did. I think we mentioned it as a we'll keep it secret for oh, heat one oh, review.
0: I'm pretty sure pretty sure we kind of mentioned it when um Oh yeah' Jesse, Jesse was yeah, Jesse actually played it, didn't he? So Yeah. If you want to know what it is, then it's Adamantium Lance Formation with Farsight, yeah,
3: Farsight Town. Is it sight Town? Yeah, Farsight Yeah, Town. it's Farsight Town. You take, you take crisis suits to the cheapest obstacle.
0: <coughs> with, no, with no anything on them, right?
3: Yeah, you don't take guns. Why would you ever take guns? <laughs> you have Riptides and Imperial Knights for guns.
0: Yeah, um, so it's an ethereal, a unit of three crisis, two single crisis, and three Riptides and three Knights, is that about it
2: yep yep
0: and the theme is they're protecting their babies
2: with the three little riptides sorry the three little crisis suit guys that, you know did give them guns hiding around the corner
0: yeah we'll so that's that your out. fluffy explanation that that's 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 cool i, I, I like that
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. forging yeah, a something narrative to with, definitely something to do with fluff on a competitive podcast no nope. not going to happen <laughs>
3: I don't know what you guys did with them, but my uh, my three man crisis suit unit you know, with no guns actually managed to kill a full unit of Dark Eldar warriors and uh, uh, half a unit of Legion of the Damned in close combat at uh, Nova. Holy so,
0: shit! How did you manage that? Yeah,
3: uh, they're strength five actually in close combat, um, so they do, and they have two attacks each. So when they charge, it's nine strength five attacks, nice. and they hit on fours versus most of that stuff. So. It's uh, pretty good.
0: Serino, you're allowed to speak.
3: Should well, I don't sorry. want to interrupt Justin.
0: Us Americans have to stick together. <laughs> We're ganged up on Outnumbered. Uh, Serino just uh, typed in our Skype chat that you can play the Eldar version of the list and it gets better. So, so what is that? Tell us.
8: So the Eldar version, you drop the towel because the towel's garbage. Uh, <laughs> two, Wraith Knights, <laughs> two Wraith Knights, two three-man jet bike units and a uh, Farsier on bike. Um, with the uh, mantle and spirit stones so you can summon demons out the back door cuz what's better than an army that you can summon demons with and
0: still have an adamant lance yeah we've been
5: talking about
8: that one behind the scenes
0: and then you've obviously got the uh the legend of the dam version as well which yeah that's been pop- a lot of the- that's been popular here too
4: yeah, one pretty- issue with the double Knight one or the double Wraith Knight is, we can't do it in the UK apart from Caledonian because we're playing 1650.
8: I know. Ah. It's terrible. Go big or go home, obviously. I'm going to go with the last 200 points is just the freedom. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you need to paint that last Wraith night in Stars and Stripes just so <laughs> that it represents...
8: That's, that's TJ's paints as... TJ paints all of his armies. He has an Orc army that's all red, white and blue and he has a tower army that's got like red, white and blue and American stars and everything all over
1: it. You'll have to put pictures up of that.
0: I, I, I remember seeing online once someone who'd done an Orc army and they were all modelled up like the Avengers before. So I saw like a Captain America Orc. That was pretty
1: hilarious. <laughs> Can I finish off my week now?
0: Yeah, go on, sorry.
1: So. Yeah, I thought, you yeah, know, it wasn't We were
0: trying on. to interrupt uh, you before you got to the, you know, talking about what you spent money on your credit card online viewing. So.
1: Nah, get it for <laughs> free.
0: But yes, what anyway. else have you been doing, sir? Sorry. Coming up with lists. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, so I'm trying to cram as many Hameware Cryptex into a list as possible. Um, and I think I'm probably looking at about six. And, and it's just for nights. That's all it's for, just for nights. Because Haywire's pretty,
0: pretty rare now, if looking at the uh, Dark Eldar book, there's, there's bugger all in there, so like, you are pretty much yeah. got Carte Blanche on that shit.
1: Yeah, and also, Necrons are going to be fucked over soon anyway, so it might be just a case of a last hurrah for them. Mm. Which is a bit of a shame, really, but you can see what GW's doing, so...
4: As long as they do it to Eldar as well, it's all over. Well, they're
1: not
0: going to, unfortunately. No. They're not going to. So uh, Eldar are going to reign supreme. For another five years at least. It, and, uh, yeah, if
1: they f- if they fucked them all over in the first place, then it wouldn't have been all that bad. But they started off right. They started off a bit slow. Then went into overdrive with Eldar and Tau and, and to point demons as well. And they just fucked everything else over. Oh, guards all right. Um, Marines are
3: good.
0: Marines and guard are like good.
1: Tau were They're ridiculous,
3: little... but are fixed yeah. because yeah. of the addition shift. They're a little toned down compared to demons, Eldar, and Tau.
0: Yeah. yeah, and uh, an Eldar I think are just good to so. say. Nids aren't bad Codex anymore at all. I think Nids are good when you can ally with yourself or double cat, or use mm-hmm. you know it, that that's really dependent on what the tournament's allowing in terms of detachments slash formations slash whatever you want to call it.
3: Yeah, triple yeah. flyer it is really good. Basically. Yeah, I'm just saying.
6: Compare what's in Nid Codex compared to what's in. Grey Knights codex. It's like no it's no comparison. Grey Knights much worse than Ned Slightman. Yeah.
1: Grey yeah, they... Knights are shit, but I was looking at doing those as well. When I was at the um the the Geek Show today, um I just had a sudden inspiration to buy a Drago and I picked one up. Um Where were you actually at, think... mate? Well I was actually I was at the Derby War Games Day. Okay. So there's lots and lots of vendors. There was things like um Drop Zone Commander was there. They had a big stall and, and, you know, K.R. was there. Just all the, you know, all the usual suspects. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought of, of trying to polish a turd with the with the Grey Knights. I think it's going to be difficult, but maybe do um, a Drago Scent Star because that sounds like it might be a good laugh. Yeah. Um, and also get me Dread Knights out again because I love them. Uh, and just try and, try and do something with that maybe. Sense
6: could work at um, eighteen fifty, but the unfortunately in the UK, Cali's uh, not. Is it's pretty difficult to you fit. You kind of need to in spend in, a lot sorry.
0: of points to get the um the charges, the warp charges. That's the problem. You need yeah. eighteen fifty to get the librarian, so you can get the. Uh, yeah. The
6: yeah. Cali's not letting you take Space Marines primary, and then Nemesis Strike Force as your allied attachment. You have to. They're not letting you take the ally uh, as allies. Has like he, he definitely
0: to- set on that because? Yeah,
6: well, he's kind that's of what
0: he, yeah. It's kind of weird what he's ruled there.
6: It's like you can't. He basically he said all the like CAD and all the like the big, like you know the you where know, the the formations. The, sorry, the detachments that are very similar to to the CAD in terms of you know where the four But
0: then you can yeah. take the um, Inquisition book, but that's a that's that's no different as a as a formation. Oh, sorry, as a yeah as a formation.
6: Yeah, you can't take three sources still. You, you, no, you can, no, but
0: he's saying you. So you can take any cad you like, but rather than putting a Champions of Fenris or a um, the Orc Horde or whatever or a Nemesis Strike Force, you can put an Inquisition one in there. Which, although you're probably only going to take Kotias and a couple of henchmen, that is a sizable formation in itself as well. Um, yeah. But- <clears throat> You need you need Drago. I don't
6: think it be, I don't think it works without Drago. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah, talking need, about I wasn't Drago.
0: Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't talking about actually taking Inquisition. I was talking about the fact that you're not allowed to use some of the other yeah, yeah. formations, but you can use Inquisition, which has the possibility of being a large, sizeable um, force organization without access to Obsec either. So yeah, I mean, I,
6: you can you can use Adamantium Lancer as an ally, which is mad compared you know, that's like over a thousand points yeah. compared to a strike for I, I don't see what the difference between using a knight detachment which has got three knights in it. Why you can't you then use a Nemesis detachment as an ally. But I, I, I think the, it
0: just highlights the fact that people are still finding it difficult to adjust and come to terms with what formations are and you know, what, to, what detachments are and what makes them different and what you should be able to use and what you shouldn't be able to use and, you know, the sort of hangover from 6th edition. Um, yeah. I think um,
6: the Scent Star would be really good at the moment if, 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 knights, if Adamantium Lance wasn't around it would, it would be quite a good counter to a lot of armies but Adamantium Lance just just stomps in that,
0: literally.
1: Can I just ask the uh, American guys? Um, do they see the Drago Scent Star over in the States? Does it work?
0: Those guys have been using it a lot, the stomping ground guys. Um, yeah. Remember who yeah.
1: It
3: was. yeah, Yeah. I think Matt came up with a pretty strong one to start, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been, it, it's been playing well, but
8: exactly like you said, it just doesn't beat the Adamantium Lance. It can beat, like, everyone's like, oh, it just can't beat Imperial Knights. It can beat a couple, like, one-off Imperial Knights here and there, but you just can't beat the Lance.
3: I don't know, it's I just lost just that game to Derek, better. Matt, remember?
8: Yeah, but that's, like... Uh, I'm going to go something with play better. I don't know. He shouldn't have lost that game. His
3: Dread Knight, his dread knight walked in and like, punched two nights out. He did some uh, magic moves. So
6: Yeah, I think it's, it's not a bad army. I think it just needs – also, you, know, you're, you haven't got a lot of warp charge. So you're hoping you, know, you, you don't run into an army with like 20 dice or, or you, you don't fail. You, know, you, can, you, you might only roll four or five dice at gate and then you might fail it. You just get a bit unlucky here and there. can go
0: wrong. Well, you only you only really really need to get gate off once, and of the version yeah, that wh- I heard the version that I heard was um, Tigurius because Tigurius mm-hmm. um, Drago yep. and then the two level three Grey Knight yep. Librarians. Yep. So you've got quite a lot of uh, warp charge there. Yeah, you got You can I mean, get about you get
6: it twelve fourteen ish. It's all right. It's I not- know.
3: I know exactly what we had in it for eighteen fifty. Actually, it was um, it was. Drago, four centurions, Tigurius, two level threes, and then uh a unit of Scouts because the Space Marines were the allies. Mm-hmm. And then it was two strike squads because it was uh CAD for uh Okay Great Knights, and then three Dread Knights with teleporters and incinerators. Well,
8: that's but yeah, that's, that's the fifty. That's the so. Dread Knight version. The other one that me and Jesse are messing around with is like we also have a drop pod version at Space Marine main, and you get to bring more psychers because if you bring the uh, Nemesis formation, you can bring you can bring Tigirius, a level three Space Marine librarian, um, and then two Grey Knight librarians, level three, and Drago. So you get more if you want to go the more Psychic, heavy, and then you bring Space Marine drop pods, like three of them, to kind of come in and help Alpha Strike at something if you need to. Yeah, that version's, like not bad against the knights, but yeah, the Dread Knights are okay but i mean it's still dread knights against imperial knights you're gonna lose that battle every time
3: mm. unless you roll really good
6: need <laughs> like double team
3: <laughs> stupid dice rolls stupid adamantium lance i mean no, ten- adamantium lance is smart guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a skill game I always remember it's a skill game yeah man. um
3: and then there's adamantium lance
0: I'm quite. My main disappointment with the Grey Night book is the internal balance because, like, they made some stuff in there a lot better and a lot more viable. Um, but some of the stuff in there is still a complete pile of dog shit that you'd never, ever want to use. And that's. When you look at how well. The, how good the internal balance of, like, the, the, the vanilla Marine book is, I don't understand how they fucked up so badly on the Grey Night book.
6: I just, yeah, I just don't see, like, I look at the army and I look at the synergy. You know, like, there's just no synergy within the book. There's good synergy, like, if you can take, there's some decent synergy with Grey Knights with other codexes, like Imperial Guard and Space Command, mm-hmm. as you said, with Draco. But there's, like, nothing inside the actual book to that, like, you think, oh, I want to take Grey Knights. Uh, okay, what can I take? Some bunch of Terminators that are useless in 7th really um, and not,
0: not, to, not to like get into it now but that's the impression that I got of the Dark Eldar book as well, like it doesn't work as a standalone book which is a problem I think
6: but, yeah it's a bit it's a shame I don't, I, I don't know what, what their uh, thinking is with, with Grey Knights like, if, I know they wanted to make him the elite demon hunting force they're meant to be but I mean you know, just having a little banishments is not going to make you instantly uh, a really good army. You can't, dynasty.
0: you can't have something that's just a demon hunting force in a game with you know sixteen factions. That that's never going to work. So just make them yeah. a, a proper rounded army that can play. And um, yeah. Oh well. Anyway, um, let's let's move on. Um, so we were at uh, Mr. Donnelly, Mr. Collins. What have you been doing this week?
2: Oh. Not much 40k wise, unfortunately. Just uh, usually doing my... personal
0: appearances and signing autographs and stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't told you about that, have I? I actually had a little. Uh, um, this is just after the ETC. I actually took a selfie with a young lad who overheard a uh, a conversation. Our uh, Operation GW Mutri. Store. After you now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The GW uh, Reading store who overheard that I was I played at the ETC and um, what it made up being a selfie with him that he put on Facebook.
8: It's that the closest
4: you'll ever get to forty
2: k fame. I
0: had to take yeah, I had to take That's six weird. selfies this weekend, but it was nothing. To cool. do cool. Uh... You guys have selfies in England too.
9: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we yeah, have. We, we, we have like
0: mobile phones and everything. It's it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, incredible. Right? It's, it's amazing what could awesome. travel over an ocean. Yeah, we've got like the iPhone six as well. Like, it's amazing, incredible. Hey, Incredibly do yours fun. bend
8: over there too?
0: Yeah, I, I two I know two people that have smashed screens already. Um, and the, the Apple stores booked up for two weeks, so they can't get it repaired. It's hilarious. Poor little flowers. Did, did you see
5: the eBay listing for the iPhone 6 repair kit? No. The rolling
0: pin. <laughs> That's brilliant. Has
4: anybody seen the IKEA iPhone advert? No. It's brilliant. They're like, yes, we can swipe across. I just oh, the page.
0: The... Yeah the book i'll find a link it's funny yeah that was. i really like the um the samsung adverts that they brought out where it's like um bow down to greatness and it had like a a samsung and then it had another phone that was sort of bent bowing down in front of it that was pretty clever Um, that's quite witty um but yes anyway sorry what have you actually been doing mike (laughs) (laughs) yeah now we got from
2: there uh yeah made a uh storm wolf Okay, um, I think that might be going back to last week now, but yeah, that's been made. That looks actually quite cool. That's a really nice kit. I really like that kit. It is, yeah. It doesn't look as bad as, uh, as people make out. Yeah, it, it looks really
0: good in grey plastic.
2: So uh, It does, exactly. Well, it won't look any better when I get paint on it anyway. So <laughs> it will just be probably left like that for a while. Uh, also, what? was on the 11th Company podcast, so whenever this comes out and whenever that one comes out, this is about three days after that. And that was a late one. That was like until four in the morning. I think that here, but... will
0: come out um, a while after because they've got one episode to get out before that, and then um... yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I expect to. Uh, I expect to get loads and loads and loads of new listeners and subscribers uh, when that goes out. Yes. How did it go? Yeah. Yeah, it went all right, I suppose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was good. It was very early for me, so um, yeah. But I didn't swear, so I was very good. Nah, I we was, we even can swear all we like.
0: Yeah, I can the, swear now. I click the explicit thing. It's all good. <laughs> Not even a bollocks? That yeah. No, no, naked, actually, guys. I do
2: get a bollocks in there. because of what Yeah, because American's it. don't That's that as yeah. bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah do they won't know, know what that means. Can you say wanker? I got my bollocks
0: in there. I think you can say wanker as well. I think that's allowed. Guys, yeah. just
4: because we clicked explicit doesn't mean you can get naked.
0: <laughs>
2: oh. Yeah, because that doesn't really work
0: on an audio format, does it? Really? See now, it's rules. Gone.
2: Rules is written. Sorry.
0: Yeah, rules is written. Like he can already be naked when he gets in the call, so uh, he's. Don't start to leave that away. rules is written bollocks again,
8: <laughs> we'll hey, up. don't worry. You said bollocks and lanker. Blackmore's still probably scratching his head, wondering what you were saying. <laughs> oh, so he's one of those West Coast guys. They really don't understand things. Hey, what?
10: I was waiting waiting to see if that was paying attention I don't
11: understand what you're
2: trying to imply
10: (laughs) Nothing So Um, yeah, so it was all good
2: Made up a a nice little uh, Space Wolf list as well uh, Around 1650 Even though I'm not sure if I'm going to get to a GT this year Okay Um, Yeah, that's about it really Not so much
0: Anything you want to share with us? Any cool ideas on it? Or are you keeping it under wraps?
2: Um, it's pretty much exactly this. Well, it's it's uh, Space Marines Primary. Um, everyone thinks that, you know, it's going to be Knights and it's going to be um, uh, wave serpents. So I've gone for a, hopefully, you know, a, a 50-50 chance of beating both of those, which is basically three Iron Priests with the little dogs, two Wolfguard battle leaders on Thunderwolves. Yeah. Um, A... <sighs> Uh, White Guards Command Squad with Khan, with Grav, yep, yep, yep. Um, obviously with an Apothecary. Three uh, Stalkers. Three? Obviously it's a skimmer. Three Stalkers, yeah. Because ah. it's... Um, yeah, for the, they, for the just to make servants. them servants. It's to yeah. make them jink, really. If you've got the scout move and you can make them jink, then you might get there, you know, because it's, it's going to be a massive footprint that that, that one unit, because obviously the idea is is to get everyone into that unit and hopefully block them in a little. Um, and then I've got two scout squads in in um, Land Speeder Storms, which will be mostly off the board, and then just running onto some
0: objectives. I um, I actually went and bought two Land of Speeder of Storms the other day because they are pretty damn. Iffy. I think
2: they could be. I think they could be good. I played against one of the yesterday, and and yeah, you just don't want to bother shooting at it. <laughs> So, you know, his objective is cured. It's around, it's about 100 points, I think it is. It's got a heavy flamer and the Cerberus launches aren't too bad.
0: They're all right for, like, harassing crappy troops. I, I think they're yeah. really useful. Well, um, it's, you know, they're, just,
2: they're the the Space Marines version of jet bikes, aren't they? Yeah,
0: yeah they're, they're definitely good. If you're, if you're playing Maelstrom missions as well, I quite like them. Uh, yeah,
2: so I mean, the idea is to smash everything off the objectives anyway, so... Hopefully, if they lose, if they die, then it won't matter too much.
0: Uh, I like the but, fact that you've gone for the, um, the the command squad and just stuck the the goodness onto them because I I really feel like the um, the one problem with the thunder wolves when you're actually using the thunder wolf cavalry unit is um, apart from the fact that they're strength nine, obviously, is that they're not survivable.
7: Fucking
0: um, <laughs>
9: they're not survivable
0: sure. enough. Um, so I I really like the um, you know the added.
9: <clears throat> yeah, yeah the added survivability what, there's, there's, that you
0: get with the, with the yeah, command squad of five three plus
2: saves in there. There's loads of wolf characters, little and characters cyber And those cyber wolves at, with a
0: four up save and five plus full no pain will take a lot of damage. Like they're yeah, really frustrating yeah, to yeah, get. No,
2: they're north. good because they can. You can look out uh, onto the iron priest as well. Yeah, because they they look out sir on a four plus, and if not, they've got the four plus themselves, and they feel no pain.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, and the scout move—it could be, it could be quite good, or it could just go terribly wrong. Depends. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: But it we'll sounds see. Interesting anyway. Maybe uh, next time, next time I come on, I can give you a little uh, rundown of how it's gone.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely like to hear that. Um, we are now going to skip across the Atlantic Ocean and uh, see what Serena and Newton have been doing. Hello, Jesse.
9: Hello, Matt. America. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I was expecting Serena or Justin to back me up on that one, but I'll take what I can get.
7: <laughs> oh
0: dear.
9: Ah, So what's going on, guys? How are you doing? I'm a little late, a little frustrated, but I'm here.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. How are you guys? Are you guys playing tonight? Typical Americans, always late to the party.
3: No
8: way. You beat some. Uh, by late st- to the party you mean typical Americans, we
3: are the party? I was about to say we start okay. the party and anything before that was just bullshit.
0: Um <laughs> So what have you guys been working on? Who's going week?
8: first? I'm going first. Yeah. All right. Jump in. So testing even, for battle for salvation. Shh. <laughs> uh we've been testing for one of the GTs coming up here in uh, New York State. Um, by the time this comes out, the GT will have already passed. Uh, I am incredibly disappointed with my list, even though I have lost one game out of my last 12 games. I still don't actually like it. Um, I am playing Space Wolf main with a Chapter Master and two three-man Centurion units and some other random troops, and then ally Space Wolves for um, two room two level two room priests to go with each centurion unit um Mm -hmm. a two iron priests six thunderwolves and uh two drop pods for the room for the for the sense sense. yeah so i like the list um and we are in america you know land of the free home of the strength 10 thunderwolves um so the iron priests are good because we play by the rules and they're strength 10 you Um, you play by the
11: rules the rules are strength nine
8: yeah exactly
0: no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you play by the FAQs. Uh, it's all good. That's the um, West you, exactly. you, play, you, play
11: the, you
2: play. by the. I don't want to read
11: a section of the rule book. Rules. No. no, I want to. Be... I want to
2: read nine sections of the rule book just to come to a conclusion that no one else will come to. that's seventh edition.
0: That's how it works. no, <laughs> no it's not. players.
4: Anyway, stop moaning.
0: Um. Yeah. All right. Adam so Adam's much. How are you I getting know, on with great. that anyway? Because obviously you might have an issue with warp charges on that list. So, the thing
8: is, you, you've got your 4 plus D6, and honestly, the sense by themselves, it, you're dropping two 3-man cents <laughs> on turn 1, and at first I was really nervous about the warp charges, but I, when I was, I was playing the list before, that was a little bit different, and I was running... I was running four psychers. I was running Tigerius, a level two Rune Priest on foot, and then a level two Rune Priest on bike, and a level two Librarian on bike. And I didn't have the White Scars tactic, so I wasn't hitting run. I didn't have the chapter master tank wounds either. Um, And back then, you know, then I had all the psychic guys I needed. But honestly, you really only need to cast, like, one power or two a turn. Like, you're obviously always going to have prescience because you're all in for div with the Rune Priest. And honestly, you know, it's cast prescience when I need it, cast perfect timing if I get it. The sense do enough by themselves. All the sense they do is to wear you down and draw some attention, and the thunder wolves still do most of the work. And having the chapter master and hit and run, mm. so like I didn't like the change at first. I thought it was gonna be really light on psychic dice. Jesse kind of pushed me into it to try it out with at least try it, and I, I've loved it. I've not actually lost the game with this version of the list. So,
0: good shit. Um, and that's uh, Battle for Salvation that you're going to, right?
8: Yeah, yeah. And we, we'll, we'll I know we'll be talking about
0: that. Yeah, we definitely want to get a report. Um, so is that this weekend coming? It is, yes. We're actually an on-point podcast, so this will be coming out before Battle for Salvation. This is coming out on uh, Thursday. Uh, I aim for uh, Thursday. Um, so, yeah, in uh, two weeks' time, we will definitely get you a Battle for Salvation rundown. Looking forward to hearing about that because we want to do, like, a meta comparison.
9: Uh, Jesse, yeah, so, what have you been doing? Well, if you ask Serena what I've been doing, I've been being lazy and dodging them in games because I'm on, like, a 12-game losing streak. If you ask everybody else, I've just been being lazy um just playing random games mostly uh filling in for guys as they need it doing a lot with the uh battle reports list doctor and all that been, yeah but most of my games have been involved in that or you know spending time editing it otherwise i'm uh extremely bored of the adamantium lance and i find no no joy whatsoever playing it
0: but you get an extra yeah. two and a quarter hours to drink though so that's,
9: yeah. that's that is awesome. true the, the thing I like it... No, because I'm bad at it. Kill yourself, Justin. <laughs> um, the thing is, that's about the nicest part of the list. I don't think I had a game go over 25 minutes at Nova. <laughs> um, so that, that was that's pretty nice. Uh, the fact that I also don't have to think while I played the list. But I've uh, I've mostly been working on getting Vassal set up with uh, James. Oh, cool. And then... Uh, You know, planning out everything for LVO. Um, Matt's been real busy with testing and you know, kind of keeping the team together. So I've been the one reading all the the Forge World books and trying to figure out all the cool Forge World things. So that's mostly been where I'm at. And now I'm kind of in. I have this weird urge to play Forge World because I'm like, well, I learned all this crap. Now I want to play with it. So.
0: Well, come 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 and you should you should have come and played in our GTS because we allow that stuff. As you'll, as you'll find out in our Heat 1 GT Roundup, which we have coming later on in the show. Plug, plug. Um, speaking of plugs, do you want to plug your uh, stomping ground websites and stuff so that people can uh, check out all the amazing stuff you're doing?
9: Uh, one of these two can go ahead and plug it. Go. Uh, both Matt and Justin are off point.
8: All right, so is that going to be me? All right. Um check us out on youtube youtube.com/ team SG video we have all of our battle reports uh, gamecast list doctors now that we do for 11th company every Monday uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time we do a live game cast um, live imagine it like a football game it's a live stream game a live stream game of Warhammer we have commentators um, we do that on twitch.tv slash Sg video uh, and all of this you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash team SG.
0: Uh, you guys so. also did a recent um, rundown of the Dark Eldar book, didn't you? Like a day one. We did, yeah. So we always people... do on um, the yeah.
8: Saturday of release, we always kind of do a talk and we we break the book up and we actually play some games with it right out of the gate. We normally have someone on our team who is like, who you know, we had Robin who has <laughs> been playing Dark Eldar for forever. He got to come in, look at it. I know he wasn't super thrilled, um, but I, I don't know. I've the little bit, I flipped through the book, it's got its shining moments, but as a whole, I think it's real. I don't know, gotta play a it's game. Definitely with
0: it. been turned down a little bit. Um, and the uh, people can watch the archives of that. Is that on your Twitch channel or is that on YouTube? Oh, uh, you? we put it all up on YouTube, okay? Cool. it's easier to watch on YouTube. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so for the first time, um, I'm very happy to welcome Mr. Justin Cook. How are you doing?
3: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: Hey. Welcome. It's a pleasure uh, to have good. someone on the podcast who has a proper working headset as well. He's
9: everything that is wrong with America. And what's wrong with my headset, sir?
0: It sounds... I, I hear everything that's going on in your beard is the problem but there's nothing i'm <laughs> there's literally totally sitting in an, in an empty house
9: everything. i'm sitting in an empty house right now
0: it sounds the like there is a team of ferrets trying to escape from your beard every time you unmute your microphone
9: <laughs> that's because there is but that's besides yes. <laughs> the
3: point <laughs> jesse's beard has its own ecosystem they've done studies on it um uh, I've been busy with work this week. I did play a test game for, as Matt was talking about, Battle for Salvation. Yep. I played against uh, Necron's Double Barge Lord with a couple of Storm techs and some spiders and scarabs and all that stuff. And I was playing okay. the Adamantine Lance with three Riptides and only four Crisis Suits this time. I dropped one of my Crisis Suits uh, to get a couple of War Gear options. I got uh, Earthcast Array on one of my Riptides. Yep. Yeah.
0: Did you uh, does that list have velocity tracker? It doesn't, does it?
3: It doesn't. I don't need velocity tracker. Okay. I don't need to be able to shoot up. I just shoot (laughs) everything
8: else. What's funny is you drop one suit and what percentage of your army did you just lose?
3: Uh I lost um one twelfth of the models in my army. That's for sure. I only lost twenty three points out of my army though. Which didn't mean anything basically.
0: And that gets slapped on the burst type?
3: Yeah, the Burst Mm. tides. So I have one Burst Tide and two Ion Tides. Mm. Uh, And the Ion Tides have Interceptor, and the Burst Tide has Interceptor and Precision. Okay. Um, So that's pretty helpful, actually, because the Necron Warriors come in, the Necron Warriors try to get out and shoot the Knights at different angles with their uh, haywire techs and everything. And Mm. then you just blow one of those units off the table, and all of a sudden you shield the other side, and he doesn't do shit. And then uh, you just laugh at him and step on him with Imperial Knights.
0: Yeah, that would that would definitely be pretty good against uh, against those Necrons coming in. Little, yeah, little, it helps. Little pissy five-man squads and stuff getting out of those. Uh, yeah, cause nobody those takes them in
3: big big units. Um, everybody always just takes them in the economy squads. Mm.
0: So, and of course they have to get out to score as well, which is. Uh... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so we're looking forward to yeah. hearing how you guys get on at BFS. Um, yeah. I'm is everyone? Are you expecting to see a lot of uh, Adamantium Lancer after you guys set pace with that or
3: I, I don't know. Um I I'm think totally they're all
9: expecting us to really bring it And James yeah.
3: maybe. Yeah. It, it probably won't be a lot of guys. It'll probably be a lot of people playing Space Wolves, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Space Wolves actually feel like they have a pretty stable standalone codex, um, which is kinda weird for all the other all the other new releases, the codexes feel like they're They're kind of weak when you only take them by themselves. You have to kind of take allies to flesh them out. But Space Wolves kind of have everything. Like they they have decent heavy-hitting close combat. They have good flyers. They have good, uh, you know, just general shooting and everything. They have decent psychers, not like overpowered psychers or anything, but they have some decent decent psychers. They definitely
0: did a good job of toning down the things in that book that were probably a bit too good without making the book feel like really dull and, and 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 boring. It kind of felt a little bit um bland at first look, but yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of stuff in there and and it's not like they need allies as a crutch. Like you add allies yeah. and it just it's like adding seasoning to the to the main meat and potatoes of the meal. Like they're they definitely a very, very cool box still. Mm, yeah. Potatoes. <laughs> and I feel like
3: the to what you said, to the things that they took out that were kind of the the, uh, the flavor of the decks before, like the uh, the lore, um, you know, Jaws and everything like that. They took all that out, but then they added the, the Flyers in, which is a nice addition and it rounds out the book because before they had absolutely no anti air. So they got screwed when they played against Heldrakes. You remember, like mid sixth edition, they would, they would get wrecked when they played Necrons and Heldrakes. Uh, now that's not really the case as much anymore.
0: I really like the fact that they managed to all those flyers up really points effectively as well because you know just giving them flyers doesn't mean anything because you can look at the the dark angels book and the tau book and they both got flyers in that you yeah, will never stopped. see in your yeah. life on the tabletop but you know everything's twin linked everything's like high strength ap2 at least you know it, they've got some good stuff and and it's got you know um turret mounted as well and power machine spirit yeah. so it's a really nice, nice flower. It's probably one of the best gunships, I would say, um, in 40k at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't yeah. forget, it's
2: got it's got turret jaws as well, because obviously that thing kills on a six, just like jaws yep. did.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So you know they've taken me in one hand and they've given with the other. So
0: yeah, it's, it's all nice. good. It could
2: be good for knights as well. They're pretty wide, so if you come up at the right angle, you've got quite a few little uh, side shots. It's all AP one or two.
0: It's good when you can yeah couple that with um the the high strength in combat thunderwall stuff that they've got as well and the, the access to drop Melter and all that cool stuff, so yeah it's a, it's a nice it's a nice book it's definitely on the on the right end of the power scale i think and an awesome drop pod army as well definitely definitely yeah um always always was um do you feel like as a as a drop pod list they've improved or got worse?
3: Uh, I feel like they've improved. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. I feel like they've improved. I think because you can't take them as fast attacks and now any of your allies can jump in there, you have a lot of potential to throw anything from like what Matt's doing with Centurions (laughs) to um, if you wanted to take, I I don't know, just throw it out there like Guardsmen or anything else. You could put them in there and jump them out I'm actually
0: going to the GT Heat 2 with Assault Centurions in mind because... That's interesting. yeah. It actually makes them somewhat useful. No, I don't know how useful.
8: Perfect.
0: Yeah, you know.
8: <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds terrible. They actually make assault centurions?
0: Yeah, yeah, but they do, they do. But you That's know. the part of the just thought, like.
3: Unlike Thunderwolves, those are actually strength nine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Hey, yeah.
0: but they're AP1 as well, so yeah, they're exactly the same yeah, as uh, Iron Priest uh, servo arms. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm trying them because I just feel like you know, we still I, I still have to deal with Beast Pack over here um, until GT Finals, which I probably won't make anyway. But it's it's fun to be able to just drop them down and stick three twin linked Flamers and like 18 twin linked bolter shots into whatever side of Beast Pack I feel like doing it to if I get first turn. So yeah, it's fun yeah. trying it out anyway with other with lots of bikes because I expect to see a few nights and stuff. So
4: one Beast Pack game you play at Heat Two, yeah, you're gonna go second now. <laughs>
9: yeah. oh, well. Unless you roll the die the out of Barbara's butt.
0: Yes. That's bring. Right, uh, no. Where can I order <laughs> one of those um, inflatable sheep? And I will watch the watch the uh, playback of uh, how copatch does it.
4: They're either living in America or Poland.
0: <laughs> I must be able to order one though online. Where, where's yeah. the supplier? Give me Give me your link. Give me the hookup Amazon.
4: Just Google Inflatable set Sheep and you will find
0: <laughs> <laughs> So if I order that to your house, Robbo, and you um, bring that with you? Is that- yeah, that
4: would be no problem. The worrying thing <laughs> is when you get emails off Amazon going, we recommend this sheep apron to you. And it gets worse and the start, Amazon starts recommending items based on your recent purchases. Well, all I bought recently is six inflatable sheep so yeah gets more God. good recommendations
0: I'm sure that is not as worrying as Gareth's recommendations that he gets emailed to. Um, some of them let's, let's move forward uh, swiftly um, to our other special guest this week, uh, Ben Cromwell hello sir, how are you doing? very well, very well, thank you very much for joining us um, what have you been up to recently sir?
11: Well, uh, let's see. This past week, I have also been working on lists and list ideas for the LBO. Um, and then last week, I actually played in the Ordo Open and the Ordo Team Challenge. Uh, the Open is actually on the ITC, which I don't know if you guys are aware of what the ITC is, but on the West Coast, we have a... Well, I guess it's bigger than the West Coast now, but it's an independent tournament circuit. So I went there and tried to earn some points for that. I ended up tying for... Ended up tying for third in the open, so that's pretty good. I should get some good points out of that. And then uh, my team actually won best general in the um, in the team the team event, so it's pretty good.
0: Uh, what were you using? Uh, but,
11: you uh, well, in the uh, in the open, I be- played the same Necron Tau army that I played at the uh, the ETC singles event. Um, and then for the team event, I played an Armor thirteen spam Blood Angels army.
0: Okay, interesting.
11: So, yeah, just something different that that uh, people had didn't really see coming.
0: So no one is seeing fun. a Blood Angel army coming at the moment. I don't think so. Yeah.
11: Definitely. No, but I mean, when, when I plopped down on the table with nine Armor Thirteen vehicles and a Land Raider, good shit. You know, they're they're like, oh shit. So it did pretty well. It, yeah, I, I didn't I played a lot of Wave Serpent armies. And I ground them down pretty good, but they just ended up having too too much maneuverability to get into my side armor. So I ended up losing two games. Out of the five games, I lost two. Again, they were both against wave servant armies, so kind of shitty. But my my Necrons have been doing really, really well. I have a new obsession with uh, Doom Scythes. Those things are
0: awesome.
3: They're pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you can stick them through invisible units, that's always hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and you don't get to jink, so that's oh, that's right as well. Yeah. Shoot, yeah,
11: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll shoot a different target and then zip through like two or three wave serpents and be like, "Oh, you don't get to jink, strength end." So, oh, yep, yeah, it's been working pretty good on that. So, well, of course, knights are still knights and wraith knights are still the biggest problem for for my army, anyways.
9: So you want to play against my adamantium? One?
11: Yeah, with <laughs>
3: race nights and
9: nights that is bringing knights with knights, knights That's a say That, that would, like would be summoning that would, yeah. demons.
11: The summoning demon parts I can deal with. It's the it's the nights and nights that I,
9: I cannot deal with. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. knights yeah. Nights and nights I hear pretty good. Yeah, I've heard that. The ferrets tend to agree with me too, so <laughs> yeah. that means I, I can't be wrong.
11: Uh, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that I don't have to run into that, you know. And I mean, I know there'll be a bunch of them at Las Vegas. I'm just hoping I don't pull that draw, or if uh, the chances are pretty good that the Necron book will be out before them. So who the hell knows what'll end up happening there? That's a good point. That's a
4: good I'm point. I'm guessing Sad Face Panda. You have you have
9: you have your very own special Necron Imperial Knight.
11: Well, I can. They're allowing Come the Apocalypse, so I could just take the
3: night if I wanted to.
4: Have they banned the katan?
3: Yes. The
11: training?
0: Oh fine. Yeah.
3: yeah. There's no there's no satan. I found out today sadly because I was also writing the list for LVO. I also got a ticket for LVO this week. That's something I did. When is but,
0: uh, when is LVO?
3: It's uh Good. February.
0: Oh ah, okay. yeah like the last weekend I think like the twenty fifth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have uh, you guys decided whether you're gonna go yet Matt
8: I have a ticket plane ticket
0: and uh, a ticket for the event already. Do we have any um, British people going? Has anyone, anyone uh, decided whether they're going to? Uh, I fly think a out few there? of
4: us are looking at going the year after, possibly, but okay. not next year.
0: Because right. yeah, it's surprisingly, it's surprisingly cheap to get out there in February, right? I think.
4: Yeah, yeah I think we looked, and the flights were only about four hundred pound. Plus, they've got yeah. an amazing deal with a hotel at the moment. Yeah, the
11: actually, though, because. The casinos subsidize the airlines to get cheap flights to Vegas. So,
1: yeah, after talking to Ben at the ETC, I was I was sold on going to the LVO. but I think it might have to be the year after, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, if I get the cash, I might do a last minute job. That would be sweet, dude. That'd be fucking awesome, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd,
7: I'd
4: worry
1: Talent, about guys. Vegas
4: with Gaz there.
11: Well, the, 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 the first round starting at noon is just epic. Oh, wow. That's great. Because you, you can go get absolutely shit-faced. And then, <laughs> oh, my first game's at lunchtime.
1: Yeah. Play a few games. Go and take a Mustang for a test drive or seven.
0: Uh, go and, and fire then, some you know. fully automatic weapons in the desert.
1: Oh, I mm. fucking <laughs> love that. Get that a great big good. hand cannon and break me wrist. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you that, now you sound like
4: an American Guys, <laughs> when you say hand cannon
1: <laughs> oh, No, I don't mean cock Fucking And break hell, your wrist man. You pervert you are
4: I <laughs> just know you too well like your Should profile I... picture on Skype My hopes were
0: up You know already. you know his great big hand cannon too well. Oh
1: interesting there Yeah goes. Matt stayed here once <laughs> It was only the once <laughs> big compared to Matt
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note let us move into our tournament reviews so this week we have got uh, coverage from the n- recent northern warlords gt um and also uh, subsequently we have coverage from the guys who went down to the first gt heat as well so i uh, hope you enjoy both of those here they are So this is our second tournament review and we are back in the UK um, for the first major that we have got to cover um, and we are very fortunate because Matt Robertson was running the whole thing, Northern Warlords. Um, we've got Adam Ryland here who finished second, Andy Oakham who finished 13th and myself and Jesse, we're not there at all but we're going to ask some questions and get some good info out of these guys. Um, so Matt, tell us a little bit about uh, Northern Warlords in general, like the history of the event. So,
4: yeah, we're a medium-sized-ish gaming club based in Warrington, and this is the fifth year we've run the event. Fourth that 40K has been involved, and then there's always been a fantasy side as well. Uh, Previous four years, we've been based in Warrington. This year, we've had to move to Stockport due to financial reasons. We also had a bit of a smaller 40K side, as may have been mentioned earlier, just with a slow pickup because the seventh as it first kicked off. Yeah, we normally get between 50 to 60 players this year. We had just under 30 after dropouts on the day. But it was a a lot of familiar faces, some new guys. And a pretty fun weekend for me, as usual.
0: Uh, How many uh, entrants did you have in general?
4: We had, well, fantasy. We had 86 and 40K, I think it was 30, but end ended up being 28 actual playing and 27 finishing the event.
0: OK. Uh, and what was the format of the uh, of the 40k tournament? Uh,
4: we had ETC missions and battle points, so each game is out of 20, where every player was provided with a set of cards. <laughs> I know it will be the same for the GT as well. Everyone's going to get their own set for the Maelstrom side of missions. And then... Just first round random draw and then Swiss pairings using Torrent of Fire. That was Um, a good test of that system.
0: So if any of you guys that are listening right now want to follow on or check out some of the results and what have you, you can actually go on TorrentFire.com, click the uh, app at the top button. Um, That won't download anything, don't worry. It will just take you to the tournament app and you can uh, check in past events and uh, Northern Warlords GT will be in there and you can see... All the placings. It's really useful as well because it shows um, all of the matchups that everyone's gone through with the results and uh, what factions they were using as well. So it's a really good resource. Uh, I'm really glad that we started using it in the UK as well because uh, it makes everything a lot easier to follow. Uh, so, Adam and Andy, you were involved uh, playing. Uh, how was your experience?
5: It was our first game since the ETC. And we realised that we still don't know the rules for 7th Fed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah it was a good game actually wasn't it and, uh...
12: yeah me, me and Adam played first round by the way oh, Okay, uh, didn't even for those who didn't quite get what you meant um, and, yeah we realised quite quickly that we just didn't know the rules <laughs> it showed massively in the game
4: and I also realised quite quickly having to go over every couple of minutes that
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the case for uh, was that the case in general or uh... I think I think it I think it kind of was wasn't
12: it Rob? I mean I remember calling you guys over loads. It's like what? There's no there's no more levels in Ruins. A lot
4: of the time it was Andy and Adam, and then there was John Swallow also quite a lot. But a lot of people did manage to get on with it quite on their own. There's just uh, a few special cases. Uh,
0: John Swallow was the overall winner. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. Um, well, it happened a couple of weeks ago now, so don't mind spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he used Elder on Dark Elder what was he using?
4: he had a Beast Pack
0: yeah
4: which did what Beast Pack does What which is what Heldrich
0: used to do clear the beast. table of everything basically um, so Adam and Andy do you want to talk us through um, the lists that you were using let's go with Andy first if that's cool yeah yeah um, <clears throat> I
12: I scrambled together last minute as usual um, what I keep my hands on um, I've sold off pretty much all my 40k so I'm not left with anything that I can really use uh, at the moment so I borrowed some of my mates uh, mates Eldar and Tau and I put together it was Farsight Enclave, so I had Farsight as my warlord who um, I had two three Crisis uh, one with missiles one with burst cannons um, I had three Riptides uh, one burst cannon Earthcast Relay and the other two with Ions and then I had Uh, elder allies had an autark (laughs) um two units of five dire avengers in wave serpents and that was it it wasn't the uh wasn't it it looked okay on paper a bit spammy but that's me um when when it turned out game wise it wasn't quite so strong
0: uh adam you uh, did a little bit better um (laughs) uh, what did you take
5: yeah um I was intending to take Necrons for a, a change, uh, after playing Demons at the infancy. And, um, my mate, Gareth Lee, he got all our Necrons. And the night before, uh, when I seen him, he forgot to bring him over. So it was back to Demons again. And, uh, I took five monstrous creatures with Fate Weaver, Keeper of Secrets, two Demon Princes, two new the and
0: the bastion <clears throat> and is that uh, any different from you um, any changes there to what you'd taken previously uh, but it was
5: 1500 points which ah. is huge uh,
0: we haven't done 1500 points in a long time in the UK Robertson why did you choose 1500 points just from time constraints or
4: mainly so people could finish the games easily uh, be Something a little bit different, because I know a lot of 1650 at the moment. And it gives people time to have actual chat with their opponents and enjoy the game as well. (laughs) And it's also also easier
0: for people to get armies together as well, I guess. You know, if they wanted to try something new for 7th, possibly.
4: Yeah, I would have hoped so. But some people, I think the main issue is people deciding on a list Mm. and then trying to get hold of it the night before all <laughs> and the morning of as Andy was trying <laughs> where are my wage serpents bitches
0: um, so you were running uh, did you say you were running ETC missions or GT missions
4: we had ETC missions ETC so missions. there was a Maelstrom mission combined with a eternal war and kill points as part of every mission just as a counter to stop MSU dominating the mass objective style missions
0: yeah and it was uh, six rounds is that correct
4: yes six rounds
0: over two days Um, so let's run through uh, just some of the games that you guys had Um, Andy can you give us a well let's let's go through the actual first game that you guys had because obviously you played each other as you said Um, how did that go it
12: was a it was a nice game to play uh, to play Adam first round Um, I as, as we were both saying previously we, we hadn't played uh, a lot of 40k recently so easing into the rules with uh, playing someone you knew you could have a laugh with uh, it was quite nice um, the game itself <coughs> um, I think we it was quite quite a slow start we didn't not like time wise but like killing anything wise um, until we had a pretty pretty brutal mashup up in the uh, in my deployment zone uh and like turn three or four his keeper yeah. uh his keeper's secret deep shook down he had lash lash submission or whatever it's called now on like everybody and was and then um, uh, psychic shriek as well i was just ripping my
0: riptides psychic shriek is really horrible and i think people are starting to realize that a lot more now um, yeah i, I mean I, I, my
12: problem with my list is i had no anti-psychic uh, def- I had no uh, psychic defence so <coughs> so you didn't get, like,
0: take the um, the talisman in the far sight book I don't think it really
12: does anything now I think it's like plus 2G deny or something like that mm.
5: um, I think what only helps you you've got a lot of psychic to start with mm. yeah
12: yeah and I, I was just
5: running on empty so
12: um, he was there with like 20 odd dice and throwing them about casting whatever he wanted now he had, and he, 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 I think he rolled like a 1 or a 2 every turn he granted me, blessed me with like 1 dice to defend myself with more than half the time, um, they didn't do anything. Like he, um, that's the thing with psychic shriek. It's like, oh, it can be really nasty, and it was occasionally. But a lot of the time, they just they just don't hit the big num- the big numbers on the dice, and uh, they just don't get any wounds. through. I find
0: it quite nasty when it's there as like you know, when someone has got that many dice, they get everything else off that they need already, and then psychic shriek is something that they can sort of throw in as well as. You know, like the invisibility, or yeah, yeah. I mean, um, um,
12: a lot of armies use that, especially like the Beast Pack, where it's got like tons of psychers in the in, in the in the Death Star itself, because they're all and rolling they, on telepathy anyway, so
0: they're getting exactly, that.
12: yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And they they really want fortune or uh, or, or invisibility, or for both. both. Um, and after that, anything else is just like sorting the wound. But um, with Adam's list, what's what's quite interesting is that he, his main uh, his main powers is tends to be Psychic Shriek, really, especially against me. Um, I, know, I know he wants Iron Arms and stuff to keep himself in the, uh, keep his monster creatures alive, but Psychic Shriek was, was his major power against me, uh, yeah. um, mostly because I had about three models in my army.
0: Well, Iron uh, Arms absolutely ho- horrible for your army, Adam, right, because then you're flying around with sort of strength. Is it strength nine lashes?
5: Uh, yeah, which is the point of the list, really. But it, I only tend to go for Iron arm when um playing football. Um, Shriek is the main one. Without Shriek, the list does not work at all. Because yeah. You just have got the killing power on, on the rip sides, on the side. Uh on bikes. Shriek is absolutely amazing. But, uh, yeah, Iron Arm, if you're going against vehicles, then maybe don't go for Shriek first. Try and get all your powers on the Iron Arm to bump up the lash. I mean. The lash is amazing
0: then. Um, how did you find dealing with uh, anti-air um, Andy in your list um, I didn't bother adding Skyfiring
12: because I thought well a, uh, a couple of Wave Serpents um, they, they're they pretty good at taking out flyers um, and I, I did chip quite a few wounds off, uh, off Adam's Dean Princes while I was in the air uh, I think I killed like I think I both your Princes didn't I in the end Adam uh, uh, you killed of yeah and um, so it wasn't too bad. Um, and then the burst cannon t- uh, burst tide as well. We were ones because the Earthcast. Uh, he get he, he gets a few hits through too. Um so it wasn't too difficult a time uh, during the course of tournament itself as well. Uh, trying to take down flyers. Plus, I think Adam and then there was one one Necron guy with flyer flyer spam. And that was that was really it. Most people um, most people have just gone for. Uh, Usual lists like Beast Pack and, and we had quite a few Tau and and uh, d- uh, just quite interesting armies, actually. I mean, at the top, it did end up being quite a lot of Beast Packs about, but there was quite a nice diverse uh, diversity between the armies.
5: I think the lower points helped that. That sort of kept the flyers off. off
12: yeah, definitely, I definitely. I mean, actually, I thought the points limit would make flyers even stronger because people do, like myself, start stopping taking a lot of anti-air. So uh, as, as you try to squeeze everything as it is, you think, oh, I'll leave that out. Uh, but that opens it up for flyers just to really dominate, like, like you probably found Ryland by coming second. People couldn't really deal with the princes because they're flying and being a black in they are,
0: I mean, quite surprisingly, I don't see any tyrannids inside the top 20. I would have thought they would have done quite well um, if, if people are not really taking a lot of anti-air because those, those hive tyrants are equally as, as horrible. I think there was one,
4: only one Tony guy there at the weekend, and he was getting Wasted. Drunk, just playing for a laugh, <laughs> hitting on anything he could find. Oh, that was funny! uh, uh Especially Fitz's girlfriend's sister. <laughs> kiss, yeah, kiss he, in the hand. <laughs> he was. He was just playing for a laugh. He wasn't too butt fussed, but that was the only Nid guy there that I
0: can remember. So what what was mostly you know what did you see represented the most there?
4: I think there was a lot of space wolves a lot of marines. Uh, There was two beast packs. There was a tau, which was doing pretty well until it faced a beast pack going second, who just managed to get all the powers off. But he was just that was just a nine broadside, twenty seven pathfinders, eighteen fire warriors, twenty four fire warriors who just sit and shoot people. Yeah.
0: But yeah, and was he that, did really well. Was that Greg Mountford? Yes, it was. Yeah, OK. Um, so, Adam, you won that game.
5: Uh, it was it was a close one, actually, because the deployment was hammer, hammer and anvil. Uh, I was struggling to get near Andy at the end to contest because I was having to fly off because he, he, he did have a lot of shooting. And it it was looking like a a draw or a a win for Andy. And um, late game, he failed to put his riptide on one of the objectives, which would have have got him the win. And uh, it finished turn five. And I think I I won 11-9. If it had gone turn six, I think I might have tabled Andy. You would have done, yeah. yeah. It was looking that way. But if it ended turn five, which it did, Andy should have really won that.
12: Yeah, I think I
0: would have won 11 or 12
12: to 8 or 9.
0: Uh, how did you How did you feel in terms of the time?
12: It was all right, actually, I think. Yeah. We didn't get timed out, did we, we? We rolled it, I think.
0: Yeah. Did you have any problem well, with the time on the weekend at all? Um,
5: a couple of the games. Um, it's because you're a slow player, Adam. Oh, well, yeah. I'm a slow player. I've got lots of uh, random rolling to do beforehand. Excuses. And... and I think the last game as well. I was playing against another slow player. Two slow players on, <laughs> on a game. He's not. He's not a good. Uh, not a good ending. <laughs> but, uh,
0: uh, so, on to your next game, um, which was your only loss of the weekend, I think, against Jez Morris. He was playing Space Marines. Um, yeah, do you remember what he ran?
5: Yeah, this was
0: hilarious. Uh, he on. was uh, White Scar Bikers. Yeah.
5: Grab guns everywhere. Okay. And, uh, I was going first.
0: Did so he seize? Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> okay. So on my deployment zone, I've, I've said to him, I said, if you scout forward and you don't seize, I'm going to tell you in a couple of turns. <laughs> so he said, sod it, I'll do it anyway. So he scouted forward and, and seized. <laughs> so oh, that, well. was, that was epic. <laughs>
4: It made me laugh.
12: Oh, we, che- we cheered. I was on the table next to Adam. And we just cheered. It was it's a sight, sight of beauty. Yeah,
4: I just heard the cheer and had to go over, knowing what had happened even before <laughs> I got there, just because of Adam's face.
5: Uh, it was actually a really fun game as well, and um, I mean, he was a great, great opponent to play. And um, I actually almost pulled out a win from the game. Uh, yeah. He killed two princes the first turn. And um, I had Fate Weaver and the keeper left. And the keeper, he was immense. And um, I ended up with a combination from him and Fate Weaver. The keeper's having a free or three rollable, and runnable save. Hmm. Re buns on his gift. And he, he was going through a lot of the bike squads. And um, he was tied in at the end with the command squad, beating on the uh, chapter master. And we kept having five up and runs over and over. Uh, five up, feel no pain, sorry, over and over. And um, he managed to put one wound on me, even with a re-rollable three up and run. i done instability, double six, killed for keeper
0: and that was ah. Oh. <laughs> see it's a skill game 40k it all comes down to skill yeah and well. rolling and rolling sixes of course <laughs> okay uh, so Andy uh, your next game was against James Clark I'm just
4: going to interrupt Adam did you use the GT dice for that
5: yes I did ha you deserve it <laughs> oh well I'll know better next time <laughs> Uh, yeah my my second game was against
12: James Clark which is uh, next to on the table next to Adam Um, I know James uh, because he lives locally he's one of the Warlords but I I don't I don't think I've ever played him or played him once before so it was nice to play play someone fairly fairly new or someone who don't play a lot Um, he had uh, three or four Wave Serpents all loaded with um, Wraith Guard Uh, he had a Wraith Lord a Wraith Knight and a Spirit Serp and at first I was like so was he oh, playing
0: god. Iron Den I'm presuming he must have been playing Iron Den.
12: yeah he was yeah. yeah yeah. and at first I thought oh god actually that's a, that's a lot of toughness 6 stuff and toughness 8 to get through um, <clears throat> and he so we, uh, we had the triangle deployment uh, I think on the go and I set as far in the corner as I possibly could um, and he for some reason deployed not at his line he deployed a bit further back um, which helped me a bit Um on his first turn, he boosted everything forward, um, and then, in, um, and I was out of range of like his wraith knight and his shield and stuff. Um, and then in my turn, I got super lucky, killing two serpents and the guys bailing out in the middle of the board, quite far away from me. Um, I think I chipped a couple of wounds off the wraith knight as well. In uh, his next go, he boosted the next serpent forward. Um, and the, uh, the Wraith Guard were in difficult terrain and he like rolled like double ones and one and a two or something for both units and then did the same when he tried to run them, uh, which was a blessing. <laughs> um, so he's still super far back away from me. Um, yeah, pushed his other serpent right in my face um, and I tried to chip some wounds off my Riptides, hoping he didn't roll sixes with his Wraith Knight, which he didn't. Um, and then again, my go... I did what my army does best and shot the other serpent down. But I th- actually, no, no. I think I charged it with my Riptide and killed it. It's the only way to do it. Um, and the game sort of just continued from there. Him trying to slowly slug his way forward into my wall of bullets. Um, and me just chipping wounds away because the Wraith, wraith Guard is so hard to kill. Um, unless you've got Psychic Shriek or something, I suppose. But uh, that toughness six and the when in
0: cover and stuff the is. Grav weapons is lovely as well. But I suppose you're in cover, yeah
12: yeah or, or, well yeah graph weapons would, would do it too but um, for my army especially I was just like really struggling to to remove the wraith, wraith Guard but thankfully they were they were stuck in some terrain in the middle of the board mm. um, not getting anywhere and thankfully the mission was um, I think it was kill points um, And but the game went seven turns and um, unfortunately for James I managed to table him at the end of that um, and i got to say the best unit in my army must have been that uh, you know, three crisis with the missile pods. They were doing some serious work. I really like that unit. I do really like. Yeah, that unit. I I love that unit too. I wish I wish I I wish I'd took two of them. Yeah, it was really really nice unit. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, end uh, for James. Uh, it going seven turns. I just managed to kill, uh, kill out one of his last model in there, and uh, and, uh, and tabled him in the end. But it was it was a really good game. Um, though he he didn't think so. Um, uh, afterwards, but uh, yeah, it was it was nice to play nice to play James anyway.
0: Was there a, what was the problem there?
12: Oh, we um, uh, hard to describe. But afterwards, after the day one, um, don't have bad mouth James too much. But uh, he he went on Facebook and was a bit upset about um, the people he played and uh, had a little had a little moan about everybody but I don't think he realised that he had me on Facebook as well, so uh, I, I could see him moaning about me. <laughs>
4: yeah, I think uh, he, just, he had a bad day one game-wise and decided, nope, 40k is not for me, and just rage quit 40k for
0: yeah. a little bit. That's a shame.
12: Yeah, yeah it's a it's a shame. Um, but I think, I think he's done it before and he always he always bounces back, but I think he just had a... Everyone one of those has that, days. Yeah, everyone has one of those days. You have that moment where you're like, ah, sack it all.
5: Um but no he'll be back he'll be- I almost quit after playing you this so I can <laughs> see what he means
4: oh, <laughs> I wish you could would have
0: <laughs> um, so yeah your second game Adam was against Stuart Walls using Space Marines again um,
5: uh, third game yeah
0: yeah sorry third game my bad good grief
5: Um yeah Stuart was a really nice guy and um he was using a mix of Marines he had some um grab centurions and uh, rhinos with tactical marines that drop hard and pretty much looking at it, once these grab centurions died, it was going to be one-way traffic and uh, first turn I went over, killed a few, second turn, three turn, I failed the leadership, ran off the board edge and that got him. I think it did as well Which was good And after that It was just mopping up the rest And um, There wasn't much he could do We both said that in the game There wasn't much he could do To stop me winning that uh, But he was a really nice opponent And I think he Yes he got my most thought invoke.
12: Did he? Not me <laughs>
0: Sorry Andy
4: You got any Andy
0: Oh. you definitely didn't get the other guys' most sporting vote anyway. <laughs> um, so that was your first uh, twenty-pointer of the day. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us with Andy's third game. She's uh, John Rollinson, who was using Eldar as well.
12: Uh, oh, John! What he, I I'd, I'd, uh, I'd never met John before. Um, I think he was. I think he'd come down from. was he one of the Essex guys Um, Uh, he's from
4: Birmingham roughly that area
12: Uh, John was a cracking guy to play he was a a really nice guy Um, and he had the most confusing list he had Eldar primary uh, Chaos Allies um, Legion of the Damned some Stronghold Assault thing and probably something else in there
0: um, so did just, you did you allow uh, like unlimited um, detachments or something then Robertson or uh,
4: we'd allowed a primary and an ally and yeah. it, uh Inquisition and Legion of the Damned because of when the rules Pack was released were still allowed as the third this is before they got a fake ah, use okay. or self updated
12: but yeah um, it was a really interesting list because it had like little bits of everything hmm. Um <coughs> I his, um, can't remember his exact list, but he, uh, he had the Farseer on jet Jetbike um, with the Spirit Stone, so you could automatically tell that he was planning on summoning a shitload of demons. Mm. Um, he had double wave serpent with Avengers, a uh, Helldrake, a uh, Chaos Sorcerer with some cultists, some crazy bunker thing that looked really sweet, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was basically a Bastion, but tiny. Um, Did it have yeah. a big
0: gun on top of it, or...?
12: Uh, no, I think he uh, had a He uh, had uh, the re roll reserves thing. The, oh, okay, the coffee. I think you know. it was
4: the Imperial Martyrs bunker. Was
12: that what that was? Um, um, he yeah, had two units of Five leader they're damned with the melters all over the show. He uh, had um, three units of, um, of jet bikes as well, which are still super annoying. Um, but yeah, the, the game was—it uh, was a good laugh. Um, I, I went first because I knew it was going to be a bit of a wave serpent war to start with. I, I wanted to chip those four points away as soon as possible. Um, but the, the way they get—and uh, in his first turn, thankfully—is um, is faster, He boosts forward, uh, summons some demons, perils. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, rolls it and forgets the spell and forgets the summoning <laughs> so it completely because uh, he, he was planning on spamming demonettes to take down my riptides which is a, a, a fair plan um, but him forgetting that spell was just was just so godly for me um, but yeah yeah I couldn't I, talk about flies though I could not kill this helldrape to save my life I could not roll uh, I could hit it but I could not penetrate its armour at all or glance at the damn thing um, so that got a bit annoying um, I made a bit of a blunder uh, on the last turn um, forgetting to uh, messing up my target priority basically um, I was spamming, um, spamming the double SMS shots uh, to clear out all his, all his troops and I fired I, f- I fired the uh, I was lining up a wave serpent to shoot some troops but I killed those troops with uh, some SMS from one of the riptides and was meant to shoot the SMS at another jet bike that was on its own, hoping to kill it. Uh, so I couldn't see this one jet bike behind a rock, which uh, in the last turn jumped onto objective and I think got him a like an 11-9 win or something like that. So I can't... I think I, it might be on Torrin. I can't remember what it was. Oh,
0: let's look um, it up for you. Hang on. Against John Rollinson, you won 13 Oh, did I win? Yeah. I thought he won. Oh. No.
12: oh, my bad. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Um, but yeah that that, well, that swung things massively because it was the you know the Empress Will uh, uh, mission so we had one each so I think they we were like four or so points each um, but him capturing that one uh, swung things massively but yeah it was a really good game really cracking guy to play um, and uh, I'd, I'd, I'd I'd definitely like to play him again in the future
0: uh, so that's the end of day one um, I presume you did three a day right yeah we did yeah yeah cool um, <clears throat> so you're both on two wins and a loss uh, Adam day two you played Andrew Steele he was using Eldar
5: yeah uh, he had a mix of wave serpents uh, quite a few spirits, seers uh, jet rides and um, it, this was quite a slow game to be honest there was an awful lot of your uh, questions and checking the rule book and probably Matt that uh, just sort of basic, not knowing what each of his army does really. Um, I ended up rolling uh, misfortune on Fate Weaver, which combined with flickering fire against wave serpent is really good. <laughs> and uh, it's the first time I've rolled that combination, and just misfortune the wave serpent, putting a lot of dice and flickering fire, and it was just in the wave serpent. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, slowly picked him up, and ended up getting twenty nil on that one. I think as well.
0: That's right. Yeah, it was your second twenty nil. Um, Andy, you played Joe O'Connor. He's using uh, Chaos Space Marines. Ah yes, Joe. That was another another great game. With Imperial um, Knights.
12: It was it was my first taster of Imperial Knights. So. Mm. Um, when I saw his, uh, his list I went to the toilet <coughs>
7: uh, before
12: the game I, cu- I quickly got on my phone read up on Imperial Knights um, cried a little bit as well um, got back and um, started started the game uh, he he rolled Invisibility and I, I didn't realise another uh, lack of knowledge here that you could cast um, uh, Invisibility from a Chaos Sorcerer onto an Imperial Knight I thought they were like comedy Apocalypse or something but um uh, apparently makes no difference. Um, so that one can cast it. Sure, you eh?
5: can't. I don't I think sure you can.
12: can. Robert said you could. Yeah, but
4: that's I, I I don't think you can. I was never asked that.
12: Yeah, I well, was I said is this is this right? And you, oh. said, you said
0: Yeah. So <laughs> they
4: not bat- you can only cast your powers on Battle
12: Brothers.
0: Yeah. That's
12: what that's what I thought. And you, and I asked you uh, when you uh, came you asked past... you, might, you might have asked you uh, I'm sure it was you yeah. Anyway, um, it didn't make too much difference because these things are impossible to kill without it anyway. Um, but yeah, my, I, was, I was determined to kill one. Uh, How many did which, he have? Early, early, sorry, it's listed only had two Imperial Knights. Um, I say only, but uh, two, two imperial in
0: 1,500 knights. points is pretty impressive work anyway. Oh, God, yeah. If you had four, geez. <clears throat>
12: Um Two Helldrakes, Chaos Sorcerer, two of Tell Cultists, and ten Space Marines mm. with a Mark and Urgle.
4: It was quite funny, because I think his first game, he realised just how bad Helldrake's are now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
6: not,
0: not being able to fight behind them. Um, They're it's, actually it's OK if you've got loads of invisibilities to fling on and can spare to put on one, because a hovering hell drake with invisibility is pretty nasty, but obviously that's not the best use of invisibility in the world.
12: Yeah, try, trying to get that combo together. They're quite difficult. Um, and also the um, the um, flyover
0: thingy. Um, oh yeah, uh, the uh, yeah yeah the vector strike. V- vector strike, yeah. I mean it's quite nice. It's now strength eight, but it only does the one hit on a grounded. Yeah, so. yeah,
12: but it's only it's only one hit. That's, um, I that's a bit of a kind of a nerf um, in a way, but it needed it anyway because it was yeah. stupid.
0: As a as a bike player, I'm definitely happy with with those changes. <laughs>
12: Yeah, I, I I mean, I used to play bikes
5: as well.
4: I'm um, sad. <laughs> Mine I are can't... in a box. They're not coming out again.
5: Yeah, I've got, I've got two in the box as well. Uh...
12: But yeah, so the, uh, um, uh, in the game, um, I was trying to to kill these knights and I just could not do it. I got them both down to three hole points. Um, they are just so nasty. They're, they're not amazing at shooting, um, which is which is like okay, but they because they move twelve and actually in combats where their damage comes from, they hit so hard and because they're so fast they get to you so quick, um, which is what what their problem is, um, and also them being killable from shooting. Um, he was saying like I'll oh, get get in combat with them, uh, I like charge them with riptide or something, uh, but him swinging before me, uh, and he did get in combat with both both my riptides. Um, uh, they just absolutely dumped all over them, literally. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just like removed them, like the f- first like four rolls, uh, the dice for me. I was just like, oh my god, these things. Um, but thankfully, I mean, I, we were playing the relic. Sorry, the mission was the relic. Uh, I dragged, I tried to drag them as uh, as right really nice apart so that I could get like some um, arse shots on them, um, and also keep them away from the relic in general. Um, which which sort of worked uh, and in my last turn I could boost both my wave serpent onto the relic because uh, uh, after the ETC uh, I, I, I now know that you can, can test and capture the relic by just being within three inches of it rather than picking it up like you used to have to do.
0: It's an objective marker yeah that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, I, that's probably gonna get FAQ'd at some point but yeah as it stands it is an objective marker.
4: I can't I, I, see it getting a FAQ. Well, the it's fact it's quite the, clear in the book now.
0: The but. fact that you can score it within three is a bit ridiculous. Though. Uh, it doesn't seem right. It does I
4: think seem it right. makes it a better objective rather than just ah, oh, I've picked it up. You can't do anything about it. I no,
0: think I it
4: feel... makes it the mission a bit more playable.
0: I suppose it gives like people a bit of a chance against you know like. Scouting bikes or something silly like that, where they can just pick it up and run away, and you can't really do anything about it at all.
5: Um. I think the biggest problem is we're just used to how it used to be, and it's yeah. changed a lot. That's of a good yeah, point. Yeah, definitely.
12: I mean, that I learned I learned it the hard way at the ETC um, with the guy contesting it. He's like, "Yeah, cool, draw," and I'm like, "No, no." And he's just like, "Yeah, you can test it now." I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, um, I bum-rushed basically uh, Riptide and the, and the, and the uh, one Riptide I'd left and the two Wave Serpents on the object to try and trap it in so that you couldn't really get to it. Um, but uh, one of the Wraith Knights sort of moved around the side and he was going to charge my uh, Wave Serpent.
4: Andy, Imperial Knight, not Wraith Knight.
12: Sorry, Imperial Knight, sorry, same thing. Uh, Imperial Knight, he's gonna charge my weight serpent, but because it was such a good game, I, c- I couldn't let him do it. I said, like, you need, you need to run it, mate. You need to get like a two on you run to contest the relic. It's the last turn. Um, otherwise, you're just, you're just giving it away. So he, he ran and uh, contested it.
4: Um, Were you not I, objective secured anyway? And he isn't.
12: He he is. He said Imperial Knight. No, yeah. no. Are you, are you kidding me? Oh my god.
4: <laughs> well, you have to be in a combined arms detachment to gain battle forged.
0: Ah, oh, so many rules to get objective secured. So I, yeah,
5: yeah. Oh, I thought he was invisible. Yeah. You couldn't see him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Basically, which,
0: <laughs> which 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 he couldn't get either. So that that ended up as a draw. Which <laughs> retrospectively, we decided, we realised that it wasn't. Um, it actually
12: uh, It actually did turn out To be a complete Straight 10-10 draw We yep. drew on Maelstrom kill points And uh, objectives or Straight down the board um, And just interpretations
0: rather... As well actually You were both Just <laughs> fans <laughs>
12: in the um, uh, Yeah so uh, it, it was a really good game Joe's uh, a uh, Great guy to play as well um, And uh, Yeah t- 10-10 I was happy with that To be honest Actually after, the, after the Seeing the uh, Not Wraith The Imperial Knights uh, In action and it definitely made me want to pick some up, I must say.
0: And I'm glad that you know throughout this podcast we have helped you with the rules as well as our listeners as well.
12: Oh, there's there's more rules that I got wrong. I mean, <laughs> in in my game against Adam, um, what was it you were doing, Adam? The the most missions, you know, it's like kill three units in a yeah. sort phase. He was playing that as in all throughout the game, you just kill three units and eventually tick it off. Oh, uh, no, well, that was it, one
4: uh, time, one in each sort phase.
12: Yeah, yeah, and then in my uh, in my game against Joe, just then, apart from that objective secure nonsense, um, uh, it was the mission where you could uh, capture, you know, your opponent's secure objective. <coughs> so your opponent's got secure objective two, and you can claim it in your turn. What well, we were doing it is you could claim, you know, you can claim that his uh, secure objective two, for example, and then if you drew it yourself, you could claim it again. Um, he only did it once, I think. Um, okay. But um, afterwards, apparently, yeah, I was told you couldn't do that. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was that one anyway. There is a lot
0: of stuff for uh, people to catch up with. One of the things that I find really difficult, and this sort of comes with the, the relic, that, that Relic situation, is that a lot of the wording has subtly changed so that mm-hmm. if you're reading it for the first time, you may get the right interpretation. But if you've been playing for you know, several years... You're, you've still got the understanding from an old edition, and whilst it may look similar on paper, there's like subtle differences that make things like that, you know, they, they work very differently, distinctly differently. Definitely,
12: I mean, it's, that's that's the that's the problem we have.
0: Like myself, uh, for, playing, for playing
12: for years and the old edition a lot is that when I picked up the rule book and um, I just skimmed through parts that I thought yeah. I knew was looking for completely new rules and it was a big mistake
0: that's why I find um like forums like DACA for example are quite useful because you can see you know a lot of rules discussions and people will break down exactly what's said um, and even just through listening to other podcasts as well like I I, yeah. I've, I come across like things I didn't realise, like, for example, the, the barrage changes, um, I, I'd, I'd completely skipped over as well, but, you know, they, the barrage is no longer pinning, um, I didn't know that, um, until, Is it? No, it's oh, no wow. longer, barrage has lost pinning, and snipers lost pinning as well, so, uh,
12: Oh, I, d- I didn't know
0: that either. So I'll yeah. learn some more. <laughs> so you know, so that's why I, as a as a someone getting into the hobby and, and 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 new, I've definitely found it really useful listening to as much and and just absorbing as many resources as possible because even reading the book front to back on your own, there are things that you just won't pick up. There's, it's impossible yeah. for you to to just absorb and relate multiple rules on different pages to each other. So I definitely find it really useful to just. You know, check forums listen to podcasts listen to, to, to players that do know what they're doing talking and what have you and you find out yeah. stuff like that which is pretty Another
4: cool Another interesting one <laughs> which will come up more often with Thunderfires and Iron Priest is how a servo arm now works because rather than giving you one extra attack and at instead one strength 8 it is just a, a strength 8 AP1 weapon, AP one weapon yep. now Yeah. like similar to a power fist
12: Yeah, yeah that, that's, a nice that's a nice change
4: So when especially an iron priest if you get them a thunder hammer as well that's two specialist weapons
0: yep so they just get an extra attack um and you can actually make them all at um, you can make all of your attacks using the server arm so you can in combat say for example get if you've got the iron priest on a thunder wolf you know regardless of what the strength is <clears throat> nine um it's attacking. It's attacking vehicles with AP one from the servo arm rather than AP two yes. from the Thunderhammer. So that's really good. Uh, another Stapy one's a nice touch. Absolutely.
12: That's a that's a tasty one to remember. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. That's, that's definitely. I mean, listen to listen to our podcast. I mean, I, I, on the way down to the ETC, I learnt a lot. Quite a few little little from listening to the Eleventh Company and uh, Fortune Narrative. Uh, listen to them guys do similar to what we're doing now, talking about <laughs> games and, uh, and and rules that they've got wrong and they've learned from their opponents and stuff. Uh, you pick up so much, and forums as well uh, are really useful. That's one of the uh, things uh, I
0: really want people to realize as well. Like, Don't ever think that the players that are good now are like the players that they, they never lose games. Oh, the players that are good, they lose loads of games, but they're not losing the games at the tournaments, they're getting in loads of practice. They're losing, they're understanding what they've done wrong, they're understanding how the rules work, how to utilise their lists and get the most out of the special rules and the, and the gimmicks of their army
4: I'm and turning that... up to
0: tournament and, and doing it. Yeah,
4: that. I'm guessing that doesn't count any of us guys then.
0: Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not, but you know, I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to educate sure a new generation. <laughs> See what happens. Also, the best way
5: to actually learn the rules is to go to tournament. Yeah, yeah. Definitely
12: i'm reading their faqs and what they interpret uh because i mean i know their faqs might be like like alex's uh favorite strength ten uh on the on, on the, um, the uh the thunder yeah um but just seeing someone i mean you might not even heard of the discussion before but when when you see when you see an faq they brought it up you go oh okay so that's actually a uh, in contention with, uh, yeah you know, definitely one one so, so you'll look out for it if
0: why does it. that need an FAQ ok let me go and look that up and see what's going on let's not, let's not get on that discussion no um, no I just meant in general you know like it just like, you know, go and look it up <coughs> <sighs> but it's nice to see the GT has ruled its strength 9 anyway so that's all good um, so actually speaking of Space Wolves you played uh, Joel Hume next Adam who was using yeah, Space Wolves
5: he, he wasn't happy with the strength 9 <laughs> He he was using a a Thunderwolf cab. Yeah, and I've got to admit, I love these. I'm glad I played it because I've heard a lot about it. Mm. I wanted to see what it can do, and it's scary. It it is scary. It it, hits hard. It's hard to kill, and it looks a lot of fun. Uh, (coughs) He was a really nice guy as well.
0: Do you mind running us through what you had because? Um, there's a lot of flavours that people can take in that list. Um was it entirely just space walls or was he using allies? Uh a
5: White Scar allies Okay Gap, Gap the Master and...
0: Yeah, this is the good version. Uh, did he have yeah. the um did he have Khan as well?
5: Uh yes, yeah. No. To no he could
0: he uh, had the chapter master you can't okay. Have both okay because it was a space marines so allies exactly okay i only, only asked because there's a variation out there that has um white scars main um so it gets the command squad um with the Apothecary, and then it just attaches a ton of iron priests onto the command squad with the chapter with master Cyclops. With cyber and it made I like, that, I like that that's unkillable. But anyway, um, so he was taking in his space Wolves contingent.
5: So basically, it was just all characters, Iron Priest wolves, and uh, and the chapter masters joined the squad. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, hardly any kill points in the list. And Paul the game was I rolled two invisibilities three game one on a keeper and one on the demon prince. And I decided to send both of them into combat with the big squad. And I slowly whittled them down. And, uh, he, what decided in the end, he never rolled his hit and run move far enough to get out of uh, combat. And uh, I slowly whittled them down enough and I ended up getting the 20 nil again.
0: Running theme. So you're you're on pretty much of a role right now. Um Meanwhile, mid-table, uh Andy <laughs> <laughs> off the off the back of his uh, contentious draw. Um you played uh, Phil Elliott's Space Marines. Uh the Space Marines Got oh, sandy, lots and lots. Of bikes.
12: That, oh, that was it, yeah. Phil, so he was Reci-
0: from Essex, yeah.
12: Yeah, another, another Essex guy was making his way through. Um, uh, that that game was a good, good, good laugh actually. Uh, our first two turns, um, obviously, his list, sorry, was uh, uh, it was calm, and then as many bikes as you could cram into fifteen hundred points, so they get like five units of ten or something. Wow! He um, okay. had like uh, multiple, multiple attack bikes, uh, like two of grab, two of double grab. Uh, two units with double plasma you know, with melters or something uh, melter bombs everywhere combi grabs everywhere and um, uh, yeah look, look at the list I was like oh no I'm like my list is like his wet dream or something <laughs> uh, and uh, we were, I can't remember the mission we were playing was, it was scouring I think uh, and uh, he uh, I, I got first turn and took it uh, Yeah. Yeah. He scattered forward, hoped for the C's for the you know, first turn win. Um, but he didn't make it. And our first like two turns, nothing pretty much died. It was the most abysmal rolling to hit and wound and the best saves that either of us could have ever seen. Um it was it was actually quite funny. Um how how like these two like massively hard hitting shooting armies just couldn't touch each other. Um but as the game panned out he then started hit, he, we both started rolling a little better and worse mm. um, I killed quite a lot of bikes but he hit every monster creature he killed uh, and, and Tanky killed really hurt um, and in the end I can't remember the score I think he won 13-7 was it or something like that I'll tell you now it was 13-7 great memory yeah um uh, it was like uh, I think it was turn five or six. It went, um, and we just sat on some of the scare objective. I think he got like two, the two threes or something, and a one and a two or something, and I got like uh, a two and a one, and then and I had all I had left was like fast sight with a couple of crisis and a riptide, which is like hanging on there in a wo- with a wound, um, and we we'd switch sides as well. I, I was actually still on his table edge uh, with my army, and he was sat on my table edge with his army there. Um, um, but yeah it was a really bloody game uh, but the speed of the bikes um, and the graph weapons as you keep banging on about Alex were, uh, were just too much for the riptides
0: was too he much. using um, the bike squads to charge the wave serpents as well as shoot them
12: yes yeah he was. that's he combat- really effective yeah. yeah he combat squatted everything as well just split out his threats which was which was the a really which was a good idea it was a good move by him um so when I shot and killed stuff it wasn't that damaging to him
7: yeah
12: I did reduce firepower that much uh, I tried to get a few uh, and it je- reduces
0: the number of jinx he has to make <coughs> as well um, exactly I
12: mean I was trying to make him as many units jinx as possible but um, I could only get about 2 <laughs> a turn which was, which was which was good I mean get him on the graphs, but, um, but as he was so close he's charged in um, Riptide's a in combat um, so he's charged me in was smacking metal bombs on my ass and yeah uh, I kill my stuff that way and just tie me up I did the same for the wave serpents just, I was right in a corner again <clears throat> with, with most of my army Yeah, I mean if you was...
0: get if you get five um, bikers into a wave serpent you'll probably kill it in a, two turns of two, two, two assault phases um, they're pretty good
12: uh, yeah it only took really one uh, yeah hits with a metal bomb uh, uh, kills it most of the time well most of the time but it he managed it um, and, the, and, the crack, and the crack grenades as well strength 6 on that and you armor.
0: get the strength 5 um, hammer of wrath to them as well which is really good you're doing yeah. a lot a lot of hits uh, but yeah that was that, was that game it was, a, it
12: was a good game it was a, it was a bloody one
0: um, so it sort of showed the, um, the shortcomings in the list that you slapped together in the morning um, definitely sure you were aware about uh, I,
12: it needed uh, it needed a lot I mean if I was to revisit the list um I'd probably take out Farsight, I'd probably take out the crisis suits and the three Riptides and then
0: replace it with uh, all Wavesopens. <laughs> <laughs> I'd scrap the topic completely. <laughs> I mean, even even then, to be fair, like, if he'd have done that and still combat squatted, he would have just, you know, if that was me, I'd still just charge across the table. I'd take the jink and um, charge you in combat and see if I could, you know. Glance out your your serpents with yeah
12: oh, yeah yeah he he wanted to he want to play the game a differently if I yeah. the different list. Yeah. but the, the only thing that was killing anything was the wave serpents with the mass shots
0: yeah so. yeah <laughs> they, are, they are pretty good that 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 three up jink is really nice against the 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 iron tides um, and obviously that up, yeah. they don't really care about uh, jinking against uh, the missiles because they're they're all good um, so your last game um, Mr Ryland, you were. Four and one. Um, yeah. Were you still in with a shout of winning at this point? Or no. No, okay. Uh, so you're playing uh, Fritz Peters, who was using Space Marines. It's your fourth power armored uh, opponent of the uh, of the tournament. Yeah. Um, uh,
5: Fritz was a really nice guy, I've got to say. <laughs> he was a really nice guy. But he was. I mean, I'm quite laid-back. He was worse than me. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: oh, so, so I understand what you meant when you said slow play. It's not like as in you're intentionally slow playing. You are actually both just playing horizontally, pretty much. Yeah. Super <laughs> uh, laid-back play.
5: He asked Matt if he could go and get uh, a sandwich because there's some subway food left. And Matt says, yeah, go and grab some food. But <laughs> well, you're going to sit in the other room and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was hanging about for twenty minutes with no opponents. <laughs> uh,
0: so when he did come back, uh, what did his list consist of?
5: It was uh, white scar bikers again. Yeah, uh, lots of grav, and this time he had three land speeders with uh, missiles.
0: Oh, normal land speeders.
5: Yeah, which mm. uh, it's a nice unit to be honest. Very, very good against me because uh, it really affected my setup. Um it was hammer and anvil again, so uh luckily I could keep away from me grab. But he was going first and I couldn't really set up uh spread out without having his land speeders uh have free rain at me. So I've had to set up beyond the bastion and uh up to the board edge and hope he misses with his uh his uh Chapter Master, Barrage. Oh, yeah. Yep. And um, I, I mean, I had, to, I, I had to set up because I had the option to reserve or deep strike and just set up the horrors. <laughs> but looking at his list, I wouldn't have had enough turns to kill
0: it. So he had, and is it just to go through it mentally, he had um, Chapter Master. Um, did he have Khan as well? I'm presuming he yeah. must have Tom, Okay, right. Um, yeah. And then it was just troop bike squads?
5: squad and all the rest was troop bike squads that's pretty that's
0: pretty he top to, heavy though isn't it um,
5: yeah mm. he also threw the um, the heavy bikes with the moto, the multi-mounters okay Uh it's a nice list to be honest mm. maybe not and um, so he's going first and i will set up uh, he's done the barrage the orbital bombardment isn't it yep He's, uh, he's killed a Demon Prince carrying the grimoire outright, which wasn't good. <laughs> so uh, Fate Weaver's feeling a bit vulnerable after that. And um, my second turn, I, I flew off with Fateweaver and the Demon Prince trying to whip him down, and he, he was making a lot of uh, um, feel-no-pain saves on the command squad and cover <coughs> And basically, I, I was just picking away at him and he was shooting me back at Grav and the Grav took uh my second demon prince out and uh i decided i deep struck the keeper in he deep struck by the um land speeders because I had to get rid of them because they would have took him out at range and uh he managed managed to kill them with lash and um slowly whipping him down but not enough, and it looks like he's going to get a big win out of this. Mm. It, his command squad goes into combat, I think, turn four with my keeper, and he decides at the end of my turn four to hit and run out uh, to get at the horrors, which are deep struck at the far corner. Okay, and that proved to be a big mistake because it left the keeper free. And on my last turn, because we was running out of time, we could only play the five turns, the keeper decided to kill. He had Khan left with a bike squad, sorry, a single bike, hmm. and then there was a single bike on one objective. And the keeper decided to kill all of them in one epic turn. And fate with a contested another one where the another bike squad was. And I ended up winning 13-7, I think it was.
0: Yeah was yeah
5: where if you never hit and run out the keeper would have been tied up and he would have took a big win out of it so i got a bit lucky <clears up> there
0: <throat> and that saw you finish uh, second uh, yeah never got a chance at John Swallow though unfortunately um, he went 6-0 and um, to win the whole thing uh, yeah Andy used to a game to play uh, against the mysterious Bob who was that?
12: Mr Bob Mr Bob Alstoncroft. Croft oh. um, yeah I've I known Bob for ages um, um, I've seen him at all sorts of tournaments and stuff We uh, hang out hang out at like ETC and everything <clears throat> I actually realised that we, uh, when we were about to play we'd never played each other before um, Bob was using uh, his infamous Tau uh, his list was a lot better than mine um, <laughs> it, he had like a commander with double missile um, uh, he took um, I think more for a laugh though he took uh, like five units of crisis suits uh, like uh, two or three uh, with all sorts of weapons uh, he had like a single single suit sorry deep tracking with double flamers and uh, two suits with like double plasma two suits with a double melter and then two units of suits uh three mans i think with, like missiles um and then he had uh, double Skyray, uh two single piranhas uh you know two broadsides with rail guns um never seen that before um and a single Riptide with an Earth relay. And, um, <coughs> and it was because uh, it was the last game, we we're quite far down. We just sort of both said a, a bit of a laugh, uh, just some crazy stuff. Like, uh, def- I, I most definitely wanted to see combat with my uh, Riptide versus his. So, charged that across the board, um, failed, and uh, he almost ran me down. Uh, Deep struck sight in at the back, trying to just pepper some wounds good old jollies rather than deep striking him somewhere safe and sensible um, um and after those little blunders um he took advantage and started mopping up my shit um uh, by killing everything off uh bit by bit um missiles those those lovely missile crisis suits absolutely uh ripping the uh, surface, surface out of the sky without a problem um, his his riptide, I think, like, went through my riptides that fled from him in combat. <laughs> uh, when it killed like another riptide, um, and yeah, he, uh, I think he, I think he twenty l in the end. Actually, I think it was nineteen one. Was it nineteen one? I'm surprised yeah. he even got a point out of that. Uh, but that was a, that was a good laugh. It was a good game. It's, it's uh, it nice to actually play Bob for once. Mm. Um, it was an enjoyable way to to finish the tournament. I think, even though I lost. Uh, but yeah, he definitely showed me he was the master of Tao. Give me a good kicking.
0: Um, so, like, overall feedback on the on the on the tournament. Obviously, it seems like you all had a really nice time. There's loads of good guys there. Um, sounds like there was a lot of space marine bikes and a lot of wave serpents there. Um, what else did you see a lot of?
4: A lot of demons summoning from random armies. Yeah not mass just little random bits uh,
12: and I'm surprised there's so many bikes I didn't uh, I didn't think there was that many but it turns out there was tons wasn't there yeah, well there
0: they're, they're really good whenever you're playing um, you know Maelstrom missions um, objective secured bike units which are quite durable are, are awesome and they can put out a lot of damage as well so they're not like top top but they're definitely they're definitely very good I think
5: they're units wasn't it
0: I think there was what two,
4: yeah. Score that one as well.
0: To what the Wolf, Death Stars? Does anyone know what Tim King was taking? Because he finished seventh with Space Wolves and Marines as well.
4: That was Grav, Centurion, Simpods. <coughs> <in> pods. <coughs> okay. That was uh, the supplement, Sentinels of Terror, so we had two units of sense. So, pods. yeah, you can
0: take them as uh, whatever he wants heavy, elites, and whatever else it was. <coughs> in yes. the empty, fast attack ones, yeah.
5: One thing I about event. The I mean, the events have took a bit of a, a nosedive in the UK. And this was the most enjoyable tournament I've had in a long time. It was the social was really good. The Saturday night we had a uh, we stopped over and was having uh, games, drinking games, board games, the actual tournaments. It was enjoyable games and I don't think the games of Forty K at a tournament have been enjoyable for a while and uh, the terrain was perfect there was just enough on the tables lots of ruins and side sight for hockey. and uh, it was it was a great event
0: do you feel that was maybe because people weren't sort of there wasn't as much pressure on people because they were sort of still getting to grips with seventh and not playing you know sort of super hardcore competitive or
5: maybe maybe the Dropping points helped as well. It mm. was different. There was less stress trying to finish a
0: game. Mm. I think in, in, that, in that review, you've only just said that one game was, uh, was timed out, and that's because your opponent was uh, enjoying a delightful Subway um, meal deal. Yeah. <laughs> Still
4: got five turns though, which is a bonus because we're not people aren't not finishing games these days. Yeah.
12: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I got timed out at all uh, in my games, and we were playing pretty laxy, daisy, uh, taking breaks, and everything, going for drinks and stuff. Uh, I don't think time was a problem. I mean, the dropping points probably did help quite a bit.
4: Um, I know there was one of the beast fat players did the first day. We were struggling to finish games. I think he got to turn four twice, but then he came back the next morning and got win. Shit, I didn't realize how. Long beast plaque actually takes to play, you do just need to rush and power through to finish games. Which, with some armies, I think people just need to go right okay, I've got this army, this many points, this long. If to finish my games, I'm going to have to make some mistakes and just power and play through to get just to get the games finished. Yeah, except I'm going to make a couple of mistakes, but I'm going to finish a game.
12: I I think that's where preparation comes into it, like with, uh, with Adam's list, he's. He's got his sheet of paper with his the names of all his princes down. Uh, spell one, two, three for everything that sort of thing. Uh, and come to the game with that sort of prep, so that you can you can start your game quick and say like, I'm just gonna roll my powers. Uh, you know, pretty much exactly what you're taking because you've, you've done it a million times before, or whatever. Uh, but also you've prepared. Um, you, you know what what you're facing, what you want to roll, what what like, uh, powers you want to roll on. Um, I think that that like cuts a lot of time. Uh, at the start of the game which which usually um, it takes t- up most of the time we you've got uh, so people with all, all these big psychic armies it's that you've been like a good 20 like, odd minutes before you even set like, setting models up just rolling powers, talking through everything making sure you know what terrain is uh, which side of the board you're on uh, rolling for night fight and stuff um, I think uh, yeah, being prepared for that and having those little crib sheets like you guys gave out where it was just an order of like, you know, first things first is roll your objectives. Second, uh, roll deployment, third, roll night fight, fourth, you know, blah, 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 and so on. Uh, it's telling people what to do so you can just quickly follow that rather than, you, you know, you're talking over to your opponent, like, oh, do we roll for night fight now?
7: Yeah.
12: yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, let's look, let's look up in the rule book or whatever. You know, uh, get, cutting that sort of, uh, that, those sort of discussions out uh, really helps uh, speed up the
0: game. Brilliant. Um, so, are you gonna have another go at Town and Eldar, or are you just gonna uh, just go for the wave serpents?
12: Oh, most most definitely. I, I, I hate using the same army more than once at a tournament. I like to flick it yeah? through. Yeah. I get yeah, I get, I get bored really easily. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think it, it sort of it sort of spiced my my love up for the hobby again because it was it was such a good awesome. tournament. Brilliant stuff. Um, yeah. It's nice because there's so many different people there that we'd never met before, and uh, that certainly helped. Um, but yeah, I've got something in the uh, in the pipeline for the GT. It's gonna it's gonna be very uh, odd looking. Um, it's gonna be orc i I'll give you that. Okay. We're gonna try and make make the orcs work.
0: There are a couple of nice orc builds out there that I've seen. Gary Percival's got a good one. Um, there's a couple that I've seen using the detachments, um, and of course you're allowed. Um, you can take. Can you take a stomper uh, at the GT? No, I don't, not been, Too not, many
4: points for the Stomper.
0: Didn't think so. That that Stomper with the mechs in is, is ridiculous. Though.
4: You can take the Gorkanot marker not, which, yeah. after playing against, really should be super <coughs> heavies. Don't know why they're not.
12: Really, Matt? Really?
4: Yeah. They die to, like, a melter gun <laughs> For 300 points. Six whole points.
0: Again, with those, I think you can take, um, is it Looters and Stick... Uh, and turn two of them into mechs, and they get pretty survivable as well with yeah, the riggers it, and all yeah. that sort of stuff.
4: Like, I had one charge me Thursday night, and it just it died before it even got to swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I, was, I was just like, "Wow, what, what was that? What happened?"
12: I won't have any of those in my army. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, yeah. I look forward to seeing what um, horrific things you guys all unleash on the GT, um, Adam. Um, obviously you had a really good showing finished second um, any uh, thoughts on, on what you took and anything that you're looking to change you could have improved really
5: um, well the the list is pretty much what I took to the ETC minus the Demon Prince uh, slime Monsters Creatures took a bit of a, a hit in seven but the actual <laughs> Smash
0: are uh, the shooting orientated ones are definitely still very very viable and that lash is damn good with uh, with the new iron arm as well
5: yeah um, but I'm hoping Dark Elder are going to come out and be strong because I've got a Dark Elder army so okay. looking for that for a change hopefully uh, if not probably demons until some supplements come out or something
0: But yeah, it sounded like a great event. Um, Thanks very much for going through it, you guys as well. We'll continue to bring you uh, coverage from UK tournaments. Um, And And hopefully some
4: from the US.
0: (coughs) We definitely will do. Um, That was Northern Warlords.
10: Hi guys, it's Gaz here. I'm sat in the car with uh, Matt, our very own Matt. Hello. And uh, Rob Sims from Team England and the GT committee. Hi guys. And Paul Burke, who's asleep. (laughs) Say hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Yay! (laughs) So, just in the car driving down to Cardiff for Heat 1 of the GT. Um, What do you reckon, guys? How's it going to go this weekend?
4: It's too early to tell. Way too early. Although, I think this is the first time, hopefully the last, that we're picking up an army at five o'clock in the morning from
10: somebody. Yeah, we had to meet up with Andy Oakham, didn't we? Yeah. Who was uh, using his painting company that we don't know the name of yet Wandering Studios. Wandering Studios. There you go, Andy, we did you a favour. Yeah. So he's painted you three nights for your filth list. Yep. So, what is it you're using this weekend then, Matt? I'm playing Tao. Which is basically an ethereal, however
4: you say it now. Uh, unit three crisis suits because it's a far sighted a You one crisis suit, you know one crisis suit, no guns on anything. Two riptides with SMS, the ion cannon, and one has intercept. And then the adamantium lance, which is a formation of three imperial knights. So I'm taking two with the melter and one with the battle cannon.
10: For a total of 11 models. <laughs> so, probably one of the smallest armies we've seen at the GT. Do you want to just explain to people how the Adamantium Lance formation works? What is it that makes it so good? It's a formation from the Red War
4: Reach book, which uh, gives them when knights are within three of each other or another knight in the formation, at the beginning of the assault phase, they can re roll their charge. And they also get D3 hammer of Raph hits rather than one. And the fun part is they can re-roll their ion shield sa- saves. So they get a 4-up with a re-roll on one face in the shooting phase of their choice. So not filthy at all?
10: Oh, no. Totally fluffy. <laughs> what <laughs> is it that you're afraid of them this weekend in terms of matchups? Is there anything that you think? Flying things. Flying. So if I play flying monstrous creatures, as demons on it... My answer will be the
4: two riptides, which will probably die to things like psychic shriek or the weird tyrannid version of it. And then I'm left with three knights who have a heavy stubber each or two on the battle cannon case to try and ground flyers,
10: which is going to be tricky. So it's just the case that you literally can't deal with the flyers, you've got nothing that can... I have the riptides if I can
4: ground them first, but I don't expect them to last against a lot of
10: the armies and the abilities they have. But do the flying monster creatures actually pose much of a threat to your knights? Or is it just that they're going to beat you by climbing all the objectives? It's more, uh, they will kill everything else, leave me with three knights, and then,
4: come the end of the game, Okay, go, okay, cool, I'll now jump on here, 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 here. And they can be in four or five places, and I can still only be in three.
10: So guys, why don't you tell us about your list now then? Alright, my list then. Um, It's, some of you guys may know, you heard the first episode. It's very, very similar to the one that Matt took to the Nova um, GT in America. But um, it's one I took to the ETC this year, but with 200 points chopped off the top. So it's basically, um, for HQ I'm using the Farsi from the Doom of Mymera or Mayemir, or however you pronounce it. <laughs> uh, Imperial armor, which has auto fortune. So he, he comes with fortune as standard. And then with Eldritch and mine war as well on top of that. Um, I've then got a unit of five spirit seers. One with the Shard of Anaris to make any unit. there with Fearless, and also gives the wielder rending. Um, my troops are four units of jet bikes. And I've got eight warlocks on jet bikes. But I might swap that to nine warlocks and three units of jet bikes, I'm not sure yet. Um, I've also got Allied in Dark Eldar with a Beast Pack, um, 22 Chimeras, and uh, the Baron and a unit of five Dark Eldar warriors. So it's basically one massive Death Star of Beast Pack backed up by a small death star of, jet, death star bikes. of jet bikes. Yeah, it's it's gives you some, some really good mobility then
13: for the maelstrom missions with
10: the jet bike. Yeah, it's excellent it's excellent for mobility. You can pick up maelstrom missions with your jet bikes. It's also it, it allows you to fight both kind of extremes of army, so if you fight mass horde, the beast pack will help you. Whereas if you fight lots of vehicles or lots of very tough uh, walkers such as knights or things like that, the Seer Council also very useful. Um, you can put the The Spirit Seers and the Baron and Eldrad, not Eldrad, sorry, uh, the Farseer, uh, all into the Seer Council instead. So you've basically got a choice, and every game, usually, one of my units just plays goalkeeper, catches anything that's left over, um, while the other unit (laughs) smashes face with everything else. So that's basically my list. Um, The the only things I'm really afraid of are probably the stomps from knights, seeing as that uh, I can't really stop any strength D with my saves or anything like that, so. Cool. Is Paul awake to tell us about his list?
4: No. No, no, he's mm. he's, he's sitting up, his eyes are
10: open. Just like Kazzy's, but he's got Wraith Knights in it. Like mine, but with Wraith Knights. Yeah, that's fair. The nice looks. Instead of the no Warlocks, council. yeah, no Warlocks, just the Wraith Knights instead. Yeah, we'll let Paul go back to sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Paul. <laughs> right, Rob, what about you, what are you taking this weekend? I'm taking Necrons,
13: I haven't used Necrons probably now since 5th edition maybe, so someone told me that the the new chariots are really good, so I'm using chariots, although I did need to look up the rules for chariots, (laughs) Um, so I've got 2 Lords on chariot barges, I have 2 units of warriors in night sides, I have 2 units of death marks in night sides with the attached flamer. Cryptex for the um, marked flamer shenanigans that the Necrons can do and then I have three annihilation barges um, as you'd expect in every Necron army of any sort and we'll see how we go, so um, a little few more models than that, but not many more, overall Yeah. <laughs> Why don't
4: you briefly explain these shenanigans you talk about Rob just as a yeah. point of interest
13: for those who may not know May not know, so um I get my own rules right here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Cryptex have a um, flamer that's AP1 and it wounds against the leadership value of the unit, which uh, normally means that if something's leadership 8 or 10, you're wounded on 4s, 5s, or 6s, but with the death marks mark for death rule, which means you also wound on a 2. Each unit of crit, um, death marks comes out of its night scythe um, after a 24 inch move and it's got two flamer templates which are AP1 with uh, wound on 2 plus against that particular unit so it gives you a very nice alpha strike against someone's death star and hopefully should be good against units with the comp we're using this weekend for invisibility given that they now can actually hit
10: invisible units. So. Um 21 pain to anyone with um, Centurions, hopefully. Seeing as we're sat in the car with, well, three of the committee for the GT, can you guys explain the comp this weekend and any reasons behind it, and how the how comp was decided? How did the committee come up with the rules that they did? How it was going to be run, how it was going to be scored, these kind of things. How is it all done? OK, so probably um, an
13: overview for anyone who's um, not familiar with the GT in the UK. Um, have to, Games Workshop, stop there, Heats final GTs, probably, I don't know, what are we guys, five, six years ago now? Something like that. Something I think I went like to that. the last one and I was 16 at the time, so five years ago. Ah, uh, young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we had a couple of independent GTs run um, in the interim and then the current committee, um, myself, Matt, Paul, Alan Elsor. Chris Green and Pete Cook um, all decided that we wanted to bring back the, the heat and final setup that we had previously. So this weekend is Heat 1 down in Cardiff. Um, early October we've got Heat 2 in Brighton and then November time we have Heat 3 in Warrington. Which um, tickets are still available for the Heat 3 if anyone's listened to this and is still interested. Very true, very true. So the idea here is that the top 50% of the gaming um, attendance at each heat qualifies for the GT final which is held in March of each year and we also qualify through the sporting players and also the best army um, painting conversion nominations as well to ensure that we get a good mix of competitive gaming and also the hobby side represented at the the final and the heats. The concept here is that if you can get through to the final then you should get a um, more consistently higher standard of competitive play um, in the final due to only having the top 50% of each region attending. That said, the feedback we had from this year's GT final in March was that the, the atmosphere was tremendously friendly um, yes there was hard lists but there was no silly shenanigans going on and the, the, the amount of people that came up to me and my colleagues on the committee at the end of the event to say how much fun they'd had, I mean Gaz you were echoing
10: his comments yeah, earlier weren't you I can say because I'm obviously not involved with the committee but I just remember the GT final from last year being one of the best run tournaments I've ever been to it was absolutely brilliant, the level of play was very very high my opponents were all very, very good, but it was very fair, very fun, and uh, yeah, just it just was so smooth. It wasn't you didn't feel like you'd been at a tournament. You know, sometimes at a tournament you can end up absolutely drained at the end through having to play such hard games sometimes. But this one was just brilliant. So yeah, no complaints from me at all. Excellent, and I must say the
13: um, the supporting community around the GT as well. Um, our our sort of sponsors that, that provide our prize support, etc., this year um, have been absolutely fantastic. So, we've got um, Mantic Games, who've sponsored us a chunk of their new Mars Attacks game for um, prize support. Um, the Army Painter, the guys on the continent there, have sent us a load of stuff over, some for first, second place, etc., and also some of their wonderful Quick Shade for whoever finishes last. At the events, because them guys will obviously need a new army fairly quickly. Um, KR MultiCase continue their support of the GT as they have over the last three or four years, with and again an astounding amount of um, prize support there. And then Element Games, um, the online store run out of um, the north of England, have sponsored us of, uh, an amazing amount of um, prize support as well. So. And just have a, a good shout out to them guys, and thanks for all their assistance to you know make sure that our gaming attendants get some nice prizes throughout there. So Matt, um, Heat One, you were here last year with us, I think. Yeah, I think, I think this in is Cardiff. the third year we've run the event as a team with the individual heats.
4: The first year we had the Heat One in Mansfield at the old Merlstrom Game Centre. Then last year and this year moved, due to that closing and to spread out the event a little bit more, moved it down to Cardiff at Firestorm Games, which is a really nice venue, just on the edge of the Cardiff city centre. Nice train, nice boards, just nice atmosphere in general, there's a bar, a shop, a cafe, so you can make hot drinks or chocolate bars and snacks, things like that, and then easily within walking distance of anywhere in the city centre. Last year's event was really good fun, um, nice atmosphere, really cool guys, right, the Welsh
13: guys are down there. Yeah, the um, Belgian continued last year as well, didn't we, for Heat 1? Yeah, I think there was um, three Belgians came last year. Which was good, whereas I think this year's Heat 2 is the um, international. Yes, we have heat. A, one of the Polish ETC guys
4: uh, coming down to Heat 2. There's some French possibly as well? I don't think the French got tickets in the I end, they but they were are. interested. That's a shame. Um, I know had messages off the Greeks, possibly, thinking of coming to Heat 3. So we get to see if they'll turn
13: up or not, yeah. if it's been finalised there. Okay. So, Gaz, you, sorry, you were asking about the, um, the comp we put in place.
10: Yeah, I just, just wanted to basically um, get you guys to explain what kind of FAQs and comp have we got over here in the UK in terms of our GT, and also, any reasons why we decided this comp, or how these comp- decisions were made, if it wasn't your ideas or anything like that. So, how were they made? The initial startup
4: was just after seventh came out. I think it was within a month or so. We had to, all, we all got together on Skype. And like, right, because the first heats in mid end of September, but we need to be selling tickets three months before, at m- minimum. So, we needed to get a pack out with a possible slight comp missions have some rules out so people knew exactly what they were getting from in well in advance. so we all got together on skype and then decided right what kind of missions do we want we ended up going based off the etc having a, which it uses a mix of maelstrom and eternal war missions but we've modified from rather than having those two together with kill points we tweaked it to have the Eternal War as a primary mission, which is worth a set value, the uh, Maelstrom missions as a secondary, which are just a set value again, and then the secondary missions at the rulebook are also added on for a couple of extra points at the end.
13: Um, yeah, so the, the idea for most of us there was that we, we really didn't want to... to get stuck in a 5th or 6th head mindset and we wanted to try and bring in the you know the 7th head milestone of War type missions but the random nature of their missions and the, the drawing of cards etc to, to use them on their own was for a GT where the the idea is it's supposed to be about a player's gaming skill um, with a bit of dice luck more than about can you draw the right set of cards to win the game. We wanted to try and combine the two mission types and having a lot of the GT committee being ETC players and having played their ETC missions, um, obviously in practice it gave us a good insight into the, the balance that that mission pack can bring to the, the tournament scene. Maybe we're to saying
4: we're not using the Maelstrom deck straight as the book says. We've picked a select set of 18 cards and then even then some of them have been slightly modified. So whereas a lot of time it's D3 points, everything that would be D3 is 2, it's a set. And then the set ones we use are, we use objective, claim objective 1 to 6, but only once each. There's things
13: like killer kill killer vehicle, yeah, it's the, uh,
4: killer building.
13: It's the more achievable ones rather than some of the, the more random ones. Um, We've also said the maximum you can claim is 2 per player each turn
4: to stop someone going I have six cool I'll score all six I'm now on eight points straight off the bat and then if there's something that's impossible to achieve such as kill a building and they don't have one we've I said you can just automatically discard
10: that and draw another card it's good that you did that with discarding something you can't score because it's I couldn't imagine anything worse than being sat on three or four objective cards you can't even score and you're having to wait with only being able to discard one per turn you're having to wait until you get that card you can use while your opponent's just racking up the points. So it's a good idea to be able to discard one you can't score again. Yeah, yeah. I think I did actually play an event in Germany at the beginning of July, which was
4: a, just a pure maelstrom points for some of the missions. So I remember my last game, I think, my opponent was 12-0 up before I had my second turn. And I had... They weren't allowing you to discard if you couldn't do it. They were just playing as the book. And... I had things like Kill a Building no we didn't have one Kill a psycho. okay maybe I can do that one and I think out of the five I had three were unachievable so yeah. after his second turn of 12 being 12 mil up, it was it was the game was over so it's nice to have the,
13: the more balancing yeah. that's the, the content there so that, that gave us a mission set that we could at least get people to to try and um, get used to in advance. Comprise then, we took the view on some of the sort of really quote-unquote broken items that were looking like they would be at the start of 7th or the end of 6th, so invisibility is the big one, we'll talk about that in a second. 2 plus 3 roll saves have been the big thing in 6th that seemed to be carrying over into 7th and, do we have another one Matt? Yes, the... Conjuration spells The conjuration spells The, the summoning um, Panic I suppose Which is probably call it At the start of 7th I think we did as
4: well Before we had the Skype meeting Put up the questions Which we'd all thought about in Beforehand Onto our Facebook page Yeah. Just to see them. roughly What it was The community wanted yeah. Just so we could Base our decisions on what the customer wants—it's market research.
13: It's a good idea for anyone listening. If you want input into the, the, what the GT is doing, we, we did run about five or six polls across our Facebook page, um, just to get that that input. So um, it's a good so
10: place to. So um, just for guys, what is the Facebook link? What would they search for? You know, I think it's under 40k GT. 40k GT. I think it's I think 40k GT, it, but there is an
13: old one which I will be deleting. Right. Okay. The best place to go, guys, if you go to the Warhammer forum. Um, to the 40k event section. Um, Each year we have a main events thread for the GT. Um, There's then also a sub-thread for each of the heats. In the main events thread is the link to the actual Facebook page, so you can find find your way that way as well. That that helps. We'll also put a link
4: out with this podcast episode, just with a, a link straight to the Warhammer Forum
13: and straight to the Facebook page to make it easy for any listeners. Sounds good. So the comp was... Uh, Invisibility, we changed the wording slightly so that you now hit um, an invisible unit as if you were BS1 rather than snapshots only. The big change there obviously is that blast weapons and template weapons can now target the beast pack, um, which is what (laughs) it's going to be. Let's face it, all the, um, the, the centurions or whatever that happens to be. Um, or them, or the beast was, pack or the beast pack or the, um, the beast pack again possibly yeah. Um, so yeah so and we also changed um, the combat to weapons go one just to make it consistent for weapons go bs1 against invisible units we changed the re-roll saves for anything that is a re-rolled save it can never be better than a four plus so if you have a 2 plus save with a reroll you know, you'll know you pass your reroll on a 4 plus rather than a 2 plus if your reroll is worse i.e. you've got a uh, 2 plus save and your rerolls rolls a 5 for some reason you're still only passing a 5 so you don't gain a save there um, and the last one was a cap on the amount of power dice that you can use um, with conjuration spells so we didn't cap the total number of power dice All the number of dice you can use on blessings or maledictions or anything like that, but purely when rolling against conjuration, it's capped at 15 dice, I want to say. (laughs) So they were the three main comp elements we put in to try and control what was, you know, three months ago now looking like the potential um, problems in the game. Everything else, we tried the best we can where we could to, to follow the rulebook, um, to allow be as inclusive as possible, following what people had asked for on Facebook, etc. So, hence why we've got um, our own Matt Robertson breaking things with Imperial Knights this weekend, which I think will probably be one of the first tournaments in the UK with yeah, that's competitive tournament allowing
10: nights. I think we had the Northern Warlords last week, but, but there wasn't too many. Wasn't I can many see thing I've noticed about the GT is it's one of the first main events and I'm sure there are plenty of smaller independent tournaments out there which have their own local gaming community that do this Um, but I think it's the first main tournament that has allowed pretty much everything in Um, there's very few restrictions this weekend you're allowed all your usual codecs supplements formations any data sites um, forge world Got your Lord of War in there, you've got pretty much everything this weekend, so it's the idea we try
13: and be as inclusive as we can, we, we obviously we don't always get it right and we do have to obviously adapt adapt our rules pack, it's, it's difficult with the changing additions so often, one thing that we as a committee have committed internally to though is that we will maintain a rules pack once it's released for the heats, we believe that everyone should qualify under the same rules pack as everybody else so even though we were actually chatting last night about whether the 2 plus 3 or save comp is, is still required anymore or not, it's a question it won't be changing for the heat, it, there won't be a revision of the rules pack until the final um, which is next year so everyone can at least be sure that that's a consistent rule set across the next three, across these three events. And then if anything does change for the
4: final, it will be all based on player feedback, because each player in their pack for events will have a little feedback form to say, what do you think of these these comps, the event,
13: or lots of different things. Yeah. What's your favourite feature about Matt, you know, <laughs> his ears
10: or his nose, you know? There is
13: that. Yeah. We will um, we will publish all these questions and the results on the forums and Facebook etc as well so everyone can see the, the, the sort of transparency that's that's there as well. I'm, so I'm just gonna go back a little bit to what we're allowing and just for
4: anyone listening who's not too clear or hasn't seen the pack yet. With the Lords of War, they're limited to a maximum of four hundred points. So you know we're not having stuff like the broken transcendent catan or things like that. Which Oh, I'm a sure shame. a few people who, If they listened to last week's episode May have heard <laughs> yeah. Jesse talking about In the trios event And just how much fun that was uh, But with Allowing everything I think that's more A feel of 7th Which is a big Quite a big change from 6th Which A lot of people Are still getting used to And With yeah. it being such a big change It takes a little bit To get your head around 6th six was very Formalised I yeah, that You had this was, you, take it's more, you take this And you're out like Done Seventh is well, if you, you go by the rule book, whatever the hell you want doesn't really matter. But well, a lot of events in the UK and at the moment in the States, although we know they're talking about a bit possibly going different, which we'll cover in a future episode, um, it's normally two options. So I would say sources, but well, source is kind of the wrong word now. But people might get what I mean if I say that. So, two options from CAD, Ally, Detachments. But not limiting stuff like Bellacore or Cypher as a choice. So you could add them in, added into an army because of their rules, which are used as a HQ in an army, used as a whatever in an army. So it doesn't limit you taking characters or units like that. But it is limiting to stop everybody having an Inquisitor with three servant schools or coat in every single army until that gets changed. So you could, or an Assassin in every army is probably a more relevant one. So, if you did take an assassin, that would be one of your
13: choices. I think the easiest way to explain it is, your sources was a word we, we talked about. Yeah. So, you have a primary source and a secondary source. Is the easiest way to do it. Your primary source will be either a combined arms detachment as per the, the rulebook, using your 4 chart like you did in 6th edition, or something like a formation from one of the supplement codexes or uh, from one of the um, black library data slate downloads that forms your your primary detachment to your army probably the bulk of your your army points in most cases added to that then you can have a second detachment which will either be an allied detachment as explained in the rule book again with its own force org or using a formation or a um, data slate model or something like that we Um, will hopefully at some point in the future
4: hopefully in the next couple of episodes be doing a full episode or at least a section on what's a CAD what's a detachment what's a formation how they all interact with each other and looking at a couple of different rules packs for events
10: and seeing how things go I think think especially for people like me as well who are a bit thick (laughs) um, we need like an acronym breaker just because <laughs> yeah. Cads and cards all these and things yeah. I, I just like What is this yeah. What is that I don't know No. Please explain We'll leave this one for you. We'll leave that one for you guys On the podcast To sort out later on Yeah <laughs> I think
4: first We need to understand there's a, yeah. lot of, there's a lot of new terms And phrases Working out What exactly An attachment I think we need to get Chuckie on the case Is it an attachment Or is it a card
13: Yeah I, I might do We to do some diagrams For people Diagrams are always
10: good yeah, we'll Visual get, areas get some flow charts Going Get everyone with their pen and paper at home. Now draw, draw this, this, now draw, draw that. that. <laughs> first draw a okay. line. So first draw then, a
4: circle, then, then, then the another thing. circle, yeah. then a straight... No, no, no.
13: I think the good thing, though, with the, the current committee we've got for the GT and, and the community links we've got is we're starting to see um, a, a bit of a standard starting to appear in the... <laughs> in the in the community so obviously northern warlords um is a, a large the large um community in the, the north run by or run partly by matt yeah. and his colleagues um their friends etc um, river warriors run some big tournaments We, me and paul belong to and chris we've got pete with his brighton crew um, and then we've obviously got our close ties the likes of tim running caledonian and the likes of harry allen with his battlefield birmingham um, tournaments which do really well but then them big events have all followed the, the same sort of theme as the the GT this year one way or the other so that's starting to help the community understand what what to expect which is good I,
4: I think what's, start, what's helped us when we started off was because we'd played tournaments and been around the tournament scene for a couple of years or maybe longer for some of the other guys then we knew a lot of people who would go into events and a lot of people knew of us or knew who we were, maybe they hadn't met us, maybe they had. So when we said, cool, we're this group of people, we're setting up this event, they already had a bit of a connection with the community. We yeah, weren't trying the to start there, completely from scratch. Because we'd have been running the Northern Warlords events or the Ribble events or the Brighton events. People knew the quality they could expect from the,
13: those guys running events. And hopefully that's been carried through. Sun, So off we go. We're now um, about an hour away from Cardiff in the traffic on the M5 um, after a half past four start from Warrington, which Yay. is a little crazy considering we
10: probably but won't be back till the thing midnight was, on Sunday. I think what was most crazy was that last night we were all at Matt's house um, so we could all get the best start for the day, and it, Matt was I'd been out on a sort of, Was it a staff night out? or um, Just a, someone from work had come back from Australia for a week, so,
4: yeah, there was so everyone out from
10: work. he had been on a night out, do some heavy drinking, um, and he was the he was the one who decided to be sensible. It's like, okay, guys, we really need to go to bed now because we have got to be up in four hours. So, which that, surprised me. Shock everyone yeah. Matt being sensible. I uh, thought you were going to say Matt being drunk then <laughs> no. <Over> That's <laughs> not a shock for anyone Matt Over the podcast You guys will probably find out That Matt is probably The least sensible person we know But uh, uh, He's organised He's organised But he's sensible, always maybe yeah.
13: yeah So
10: Matt are we going to have a
13: catch up On the way home then um, After the weekend Yeah so sure. how got all the stuff. Hopefully over the weekend
4: We'll get a few uh, Recordings with Opponents Or just guys who are there This weekend Because I know Matt Edmonds From Team Scotland Or Lacky, con- as his
10: nose. Some consolation talks after you've beaten people in your three nights Yeah, possibly. Or oh yeah. please well, pack, what does it do again? So yeah, we'll hopefully
4: have some interviews coming up in the next part of the podcast and then followed up by a trip home, how we all did see if Paul's awake to talk on the way back, but knowing
10: Paul, the probably no. Paul's neck is quite an interesting position right now. It does look like he's broken it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, so a picture of that is soon to follow. (laughs) Okay, so thanks for listening to
10: this section, guys, and we'll speak to you soon. Alright, hi, guys, it's uh, us again after GT Heat 1. Um, Just on the way back now from Cardiff after a weekend of gaming down there with the GT guys. Got Rob Sims, Matt. Hello. What's your surname again, Matt? Robertson. I'm only joking. I'm Paul Burke. Hello. With me, Gaz Jones. Um, so, how has the weekend gone? Let's hear some stories, tales of woe and some tales of win.
4: I'll start with the venue, we
10: can go on to our gamers probably. Okay, the sounds venue, good to me.
4: Which may, may not have be been mentioned with the brief interview with Black already, was amazing. Yeah, it's Food yeah. was good. Good. Uh, There's a bar, which is nice, reasonable price, price drinks. The terrain was fantastic. Yeah,
13: the guys, the guys built. Uh, absolute a load of new trains Specifically for This tournament For us um, After our feedback last year That there wasn't enough Lost blocking on the tables To support the Modern 40k game And They are really nice looking boards Not only are they, they Lost blocking They're also really pretty boards It's a very Nice place To play I think all the boards Have a little bit of a theme
4: So you've got like Grey boards With a snowy effect On the actual boards And all the train Like the forest And big borders and everything match it, uh, there will be a lot of
10: pictures which can be found on the Facebook page, GT Facebook, which we will link on the podcast. This is, this is Firestorm Games, isn't it? Yeah, Firestorm, yeah, Firestorm in Cardiff, Cardiff yeah. It's probably one of the best venues I've been to, terrain-wise, so well done yeah. guys, cheers for that, it was good. Right. The whole venue is one of my favourites.
13: Yeah, and the guys were saying to me that they're um, about to move just up the road, and um, Able to support probably upwards of 200 gamers going
10: forwards, um, so, so if, you're, if you're based in Cardiff or in and around Wales, get yourself along and yeah, I mean, meet some nice gamers, have some good games. Okay. Really, yeah. So, if we go into games, then should we start game one with Rob?
13: Oh, uh, game okay. one with me. Um, so, what did I play? I played Marcus Walbridge. Okay, game
4: just, one. just before you start, should we yeah. remind everyone of the army you played? So this is probably be. Another section of the
13: podcast. Okay, yeah, so I'm playing Necrons, um, two Command Barge Lords with all the toys, two Deathmark units in Night Size with the Flamer Cryptex, two Warrior units in Night Size, and the obligatory three Annihilation Barges. Um, game one, 20 0 win to me, and basically played a Blood Angels army from Marcus. Really nice guy. Really nice looking army, actually won the best painted army in the end. Um, just didn't really have the tools in it to deal with all the different units in the The Necron army, really. His um, dice didn't help him too much either. Um, so that was kind of that game, really. What was in his list then, Rob? I noticed the Storm Raven in a couple of Predators and squads when he was out best painted. But yeah, so he had. Testing um, your memory here. Just for telling me yesterday money he had a drop Park <laughs> with. He had a drop pod. <laughs> wait till we get to Paul, then. Yeah. Um, so he, had a, he had a drop pod with stern guard in it. Drop pod with stern guard in it with melters and a sanguinary priest. Um, another drop pod with the assault marines in with a sanguinary priest. Um, Ball predator, uh, furioso, death company dreadnought, two twin Laz razorbacks, the forge world whirlwind, uh, which was. Awesome, Um, apart from it it failed to hit every time, every turn because it's a scatter. But it's a strength 8 AP3 ignores cover blast at 48 inches barrage. Is it D3 shots as well? D3 shots. It's an amazing unit for like 125 points. Um, Well worth it. And then it had a Storm Raven with some Death Company and a Arc in it. Um, So there was a lot of stuff in there, but against Night Size, the Storm Raven didn't last. Very well, and everything else just kind of dies to Tesla as you would think it would do, really. So, and was what it does. So, off to a good start. Yeah.
10: Paul, can you uh, can, right cast your mind back all that way to yesterday? Can you remember yesterday
14: what morning, happened? <laughs> after no sleep and travelling down here, I was pretty tired.
10: I remember a one. Did you play a man or a woman? Ask. <laughs> was, what army
4: was it, Paul? I don't know. I'm guessing it was possibly LVAC since They were
10: everywhere. Yeah, so can that you, you talk through their list? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, we're very sorry to Paul's opponent from game one yesterday. Paul's just a very rude bugger. Yeah, we will find out. <laughs> we'll on find out. Spreadsheet who it was, and but yeah. And Paul, we'll make
14: him talk. Paul got twenty nil. I already. played beast Pack and I won twenty nil, but I can't remember
4: who I won against. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Robo? Right. So, I just remind people of my list. It was Ethereal, three crisis suits, tuned to one crisis suit, and two riptides with Iron Accelerator SMS, and then the Adamantium Lance. Ben? Yep. Uh, so, my first game, I played Simon Weekly, one of the localish Welsh guys, and he was running four or five wave serpents two knight spinners and a Wraith Knight. Uh, I think I lost this game 14-6 with knights dying in hilarious ways. One of them got kicked in the crotch and punted by a Wraith Knight and then in the same turn, maybe in turn four, one of them got punked by a f- one fire dragon pen rolling a six and then a f- four or a five and taking off half its all points. And the third got rammed by a night spinner. Which started the hilarity of Nights dying in funny ways. It's, it's basically just because you can't roll dice too.
10: Oh no, he could roll dice. Oh he could roll dice. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so yeah, I lost that game. Um I played I'm using my beast pack council list. So it's literally just a beast pack council and a unit you know, of spirit steers <coughs> with a couple of squatter of bikes. And um, I played against Daniel Sargent using Eldar and Tau, and um, I can't really remember what happened to the game, because <laughs> it's so long ago now, but I remember it being a good game, um, really well played, really nice guy, um, but I ended up winning that one, so not too not too bad, good start all around. So did we all finish with a winning start there? No, I lost. Oh yeah, Robo, yeah, because Robbo sucks. Yeah. Well done, well done Simon. Yeah. Good win there. So, are we going through every game? Yeah, we'll do game two. Game two? Game two, so
13: back to me with my Necrons, Dizzy Heights, table one, highest score. Um, I got to play uh, Blackie with his um, Screamer Council and Plague Drones and Fate Weaver and Horrors, the usual story. We do have a short interview with Blackie which we'll put in just after this moment with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be about right. Um, so that game went about as well as it could not do, really. Um, so my turn one, I killed a couple of paint drones with some shooting. His turn one, he moved up, he rolled the Slanesh power on the warpstone table, I think it was, one that rends, and punked an um, annihilation barge on the first turn with the warpstone table which was fantastic, and then made an 11-inch charge and um, killed the other one. So that was a fantastic start to the game. So I kind of moved around a bit. Um, so that was Blackie's really good tactics and skill, playing well for Oh, yeah, there. yeah. So should move forward and roll high dice rolls. Yeah. <laughs> At least <laughs> this well Blackie. when nobody saw his ball that is good yeah, no so I kind of tried to him. Ramp, uh, outflank him a little bit brought on the night scythes um, I couldn't shoot fatey because he'd flown off the table brought on the night scythes to try and shoot some stuff um, Blackie then moved the plague drones made another like 10 inch charge to kill one of the command barges and then um, wrecked a night scythe by using prescience, science flickering fire and perfect timing to shoot the flyers down um it, yeah. So my third turn was a turn I could actually try and do something, but he then rolled the Warp Storm plus one invulnerable on all his units and that kinda of sealed that because nothing died at all. So um yeah, he won 20 0 So good job Blackie <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I love the warp storm table not. Yeah.
10: <laughs> so yeah, uh one, one oh, win, one loss. Oh, cast your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I remember To about, about three <laughs> hours before you remember this. Yeah.
14: So I'm using Beast Pack uh, just before it gets taken away from me. I lose all my toys. Wow. Uh, Is that some <laughs> custodial sentence or something? Though? Yeah. <laughs> it's the usual build with Eldrad and two Wraith Knights. Usual build for some people. Yeah, well, usual for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got Eldar in game two. Wave Serpent spam with triple Wraith Knight. So, I don't recognise the guy or his name off tournament lists, but he comes to the table and says he's just won, like, the last 20 tournament games in a row with this Wave Serpent list, so I figure it's not going to be particularly easy. 20 tournaments in a row?
13: 20 tournament, 20 tournament
14: games. games. Oh, right. I think he said Sorry. they were mainly up in York and London, various places. Um, so, I get first turn, basically charge forwards and have quickening as well, so I run completely in his face in Vanguard, and he makes a bit of a deployment error and castles up in the corner, which he says after the game and realized it was a major cock-up, basically, because I just hemmed him in. So, as much as he tried bubble wrapping and doing his best to stay alive for as long as he could, he couldn't really do much about it, so that ended up 16-4 to me, I think. Very good. Can't remember the mission,
4: though. Robo? Game two, I played somebody using Deathwing, who had Belial in a ten-man squad, three or four, four five-man squads, and a special four-drill dread with the Velazic cannons and the missile launcher. So, we were looking to be fully aiming right? Either he's going to roll hot in his saves, or I'm going to roll a couple of sixes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't roll hot on his saves. I think I rolled two sixes maybe, but that just happened to take Lyle and a Terminator and another Terminator. But with the amount of shots I had, oh, the mission was kill points, by the way, maybe worth mentioning this round. Uh, the amount of shots I had, he couldn't just sit it range, so he just deep stuck in my face, went through it, and yeah, I
13: ended up tailing him, I think maybe in turn four. It's just the guy that Terminator's pumped one of your. Um
4: Night, like two no, that was was that, that later was, on. All yeah. oh, right, sorry, but stealing I did I did lose another for layer, I did lose another night to mass thunderhammer <laughs> attacks, and then the other two were roughly half damage each <laughs> by the time they beat the way through combat. So I did a decent job of whittling them down, but I managed to whittle him down first, pretty much to get them. So it was a
10: 20 0 to me at the table. So back to Gaz. Yep, yeah, uh, I played in my second game. Um, Carl England, who was using Eldar as well, very much a a Wraith based army, three Wraith Lords, a unit of D Scythe, Wraith Guard, a unit of uh, Wraith Blades um, and an Avatar. Um, I think, to be fair to Carl, he probably hadn't played the Beast Pack before, um, not a a very regular tournament gamer, really nice guy, um, made quite a huge error on turn one by going first and moving towards my Beast Pack with his combat stuff. Um, so basically it didn't end well there for him, So, but yeah, he lived live and learned. So he said to me after, he said, yeah, I just didn't know what they did, I didn't realise they were that good, I didn't realise they had psychic shriek and all those things. So, yeah, it, it didn't go well for him, ended up just shrieking most of the race stuff dead. I uh, don't think I really did much else in combat or anything, so that was my second game. Are we going round for round three? Yep, we it off. Round three? Round
13: three. So, um, Rob again. I now play Carl, who mm-hmm. had just played, Same guy we've just been talking about. Nice guy again, um, definitely I don't think has the, the varied tournament experience, so he made a um, similar mistake to one he turboed his D scythe uh, wave serpent up the flank of the board in range of both of my annihilation barges, uh, both of my Lord barges. Was promptly swept it, destroyed it, and then removed the content at the same time. Um, his the units then kind of turned up meal and died, and then his big unit with his HQ in it um, came in range of the death marks, and that was kind of the end of them with the flamers, AP flamers and the marking. So uh, 20-0 win to me, back up the table. Game
7: on, three Do
14: you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Table two Demons, I think, playing OJ Hemmings. Um <laughs> not a right lot went on in that game. Oh, actually I didn't say we was using demons. So it was screamers and flesh So three combat units really and both fairly quick. It may be worth going through the list so, a bit more
4: since all three of us did play the same guy, so we can get our right. way
14: now with your Paul. If I forget anything. So we've got Fate Weaver. One Zeench Herald, two Corn Heralds that go with the Hounds and then the Screamers, and three units of Nurglings, plus a load of random Horrors and demonets, but they tend to be summoned, not in the list. Two Grinders, to oh, Yeah, and two Soul Grinders, Slanish ones with Torrent Flamers. So the first few turns we just spent jostling around for position since we're all fairly quick and no one wanted to take the assault or. Get unlucky in anything and he played very defensively so i backed off from the beast pack and made sure he's more than 24 inches away from it so i wasn't getting lucky charges off on him so i just killed a couple of soul grinders for the first few turns took all the maelstrom objectives took both home and away objectives and then on turn four he managed to get some nurglings into combat with my jet bikes killed them and took one because it was objective secured, and put one Screamer on the other objective that could just fit in a gap, and we ran out of time. So, ended up losing that on the primary objective when I thought it was quite a comfortable game for me really, but one of them things.
4: So, Matt again here. I'm probably about to just play the craziest game of my weekend, possibly all weekend. Uh, the guy was playing Miles, I cannot remember his second name, fortunately. Uh, he had a librarian who went with five Terminators and a Land Raider with Redeemer. Then he had uh, another Land Raider, which five scouts went in. Five scouts in a land speeder storm. Five marines in a drop pod with a melter. Five uh, of the command squad with four melters in a drop pod. And an Imperial Knight. I go first, just move up, do a whole point to the knight. I think, whole point to the land raider, not much. He moves up and with the, with the melters, the last cannons, and everything, leaves one of my knights on a single whole point. which so is a bit, I think he had four melters, which all hit in the rear armour. Uh, two got through, or possibly three, I can't quite remember. Uh, and then two of them failed to glance or pen
7: Let's be lucky oh, yeah. then
4: and then the one that did only rolled a two extra where if he'd rolled three extra damage that would have been enough to tip it oh, he came so close several times to tip that last hole point off then next turn I think he also has terminators out that turn just to get some extra cyclone shots and then so I charged a night into even terminators. I've charged knight into his knight. And the one that was on a whole point just sat around dicking about, bridging the gap so they both had the hammer raff and the v charge if needed. And uh, so then this turn, the knight, he's only on two whole points after I've shot everything at it. That's why I get two hits on it. Double one. So he swings back and I think he does like a whole point or two. We don't do much to each other. So onto the terminators, which I think cool. I play, may take a couple of whole points, but he has a five-up in one, and a couple of rounds should be a boy through. So I charge in four attacks, three hits, three sixes, a little bit lucky. We then do his attacks, which so there's two terminators left. So four power fist attacks. He gets three hits, rolls three sixes, and then rolls another a six again, so he gets an extra d3, and another six, so two terminators, managed to kill one Imperial Knight, just outright complete. As it goes, it stomps on them, rolls a six on the first stomp, deletes the terminators in the libby in exchange, and then the D explosion kills the uh, land speed of storm, which was 12 inches away. So then his next turn, his land Raiders shuffle about, trying to kill off the... Uh, well, night no, that's on a hole point and fails and his the drop pod comes in and then the night fire happens I think in total the two nights did 25 26 hole points to each other causing both to explode one of which taking out his drop pod and five marines on the way and they're just scattering off into nowhere so in two so we look at the game wow so much has died wait it's turned two so, in two turns, I think we'd killed three knights, left like one on a whole point, ten marines, five terminators, two drop pods, five scouts.
13: I land to be the storm and I land to
4: be the storm and a pear tree. <laughs> it was brutal. Doesn't sound like much happened in that game. <laughs> well, after that, it, <laughs> I charged a landminer and killed it. My riptides finished off his scouts and those units. And then he had one landminer running around all game, which eventually managed to pluck off my knight. I was on one hole point in the last turn, and I had two riptides of long range. One trying to charge off, so one at long range, one shooting, then trying to charge it to just try and finish it off, which I failed to do. But it still enough for 20 nil to me, because I had so much board control after that second turn that I could just get all the from points, get the objectives I needed, and then yeah, win 20 nil, which put me on 46 points after day one, which wasn't too bad.
10: Right. Yep. So, guess. Um My third game, I played a right nobber. I played some dude called
7: Blackie.
10: <laughs> um, Demon Army that. Have you played Blackie before? Have you played Blackie like, too? Yeah. Oh my god. Basically, it's that game where whoever gets the best powers wins. And we both got pretty good powers. And it was looking good for me. And then I managed to charge. Into his um, Screamers and into his flesh hounds. Is it flesh hounds? Plague drones. Plague, drones. plague drones. Sorry, plague drones. And into the unit of horrors with a base pack, but failed okay. to get off. Uh, killed killed quite a lot of stuff. Sorry, in that round of combat, won the round by fourteen something along those lines. Um, Horrors were left with three horrors left after his instability checks, he lost about two screamers after his instability check and then he rolls a double one with his plague drones so they all come back after I kill him, three of them. <laughs> what did I tell you about the warp storm table? No, it's not the warp <laughs> storm table, it was instability check. Instabilities, all the it's same beams. Yeah, so, yeah, that was great fun. Then I proceeded next turn to fail invisibility, so he's then smashing the crap out of my beast pack. Thankfully I survived with just enough models left to still be a viable unit, but then it all flips for Blackie and I roll turbo powers, um, pretty much batter, his blade drones down so they've all got one wound left each, Screamers aren't doing a lot, I've still got the whole SEA council waiting to come in, um, so I can hit and run out with the Beast Park, join all the characters to the SEA council, and then just go all again with the SEA council with Protect on, so they'll be having two re-rolling saves. So, unfortunately we ran out of time um, after this, so we had a little bit of a conflab, decided what the scores would have been, and then that was my game three. So, after day one, what we had here, we're on, you're on three wins, Matt. Uh, no, two, two wins and a loss. loss, so 46 points total for me. Two and a loss. Bob? Uh, 40 points, two and a loss. Two and a loss. Uh, two and a
14: kind of a losing draw, as well We've done polls for the third game. And I was...
10: I was on three wings. Played Played So. Sat- I, Saturday night then? Saturday night, yeah, let's do Saturday night. Yeah. That's, that's right. An interesting yeah. bit yeah. now. The four of us, along with Blackie, Alan Alser, and two of Alan's friends, who I can't remember. Yeah. Oh,
4: Dan Sergeant. Sergeant. And unfortunately, I didn't get the other guy's name. Can't remember. We went to Viva Brazil, which a lot of you guys may know from different parts of the country, and filled ourselves with meat. Meat. In the non gayest way possible. Yeah, so it was a oh, yes. Brazilian all you can eat meat place, and we all left there almost popping. And then everyone went to bed, apart no. from me and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Even
10: Blackie went to bed. That's how bad he was. He did look very ill after the amount of meat he ate. Well, to be fair, there was a lot of meat eaten by Blackie. He, I think he ate everything. Yeah, he I ate at least. Paul I I ate everything. Been, I ate everything apart from. Piece.
4: I had lots of 15 different options of meat um, and, but you, They do your thin slice But yeah. we all just kept asking for more and more and more and more It was a good show.
13: That was a good place
4: So, yeah. recommendation for anybody If they ever want to go out Viva Brazil or think of the chain in Brazil uh, Unless
13: you're a vegetarian Yeah Then, then don't go <laughs> they, have a, they do have a nice salad bar
10: Yeah Yeah
13: <laughs> A vegetarian, that's all right,
4: then, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so me and Robin are gone out for a few drinks. Get back at, I think it was one o'clock roughly, so nothing too bad. Yeah, it wasn't and, too uh, bad. Up nice and early for the next morning and game four. So, I think we should do Rob and Gaz first. Oh, thanks.
10: All oh, yours, yeah, Rob? Um, don't do a Paul. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was only this morning, so I
13: played. Anna. I played Sid. I played the Eldar army. The wave Serpent, four wave serpents and three wraith knights that Paul played the day before in game two. Paul. Yes. 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 So yeah, um, I played Sid. So yeah, four wave, four wave serpents with Dire Avengers in a um, far seer on a bike with the spirit stone of. Whatever the hell it's called, it means you don't need as many warm. The Spirit Stone of Absolute Demons, fuck you. Yeah, the Spirit Stone of Nathal. That's the one. Yeah, and three Wraith Knights, one of which was the Warlord cause he was I and uh, We're playing Relic and he moves his Wraith Knight up onto the Relic turn one and then fluffs his shooting completely. Basically, I think he caused everything to jink but that was about it. My turn one. I thought, well, I'm gonna struggle in this game. He's got all the tools to deal with my army. He's got the race knights to deal with the barges and the uh, wave serpents to deal with the flyers. So I need to. And if he gets a chance to run away with the relic, I've got no chance of ever winning this game. So my warlord on his barge decides to go and try and do the uh, race knight that's holding the relic. Um, basically hoping for a man shackle test to fail, uh, do some shooting, couple of hole points off of wave Serpent I think, uh, bits and pieces, charge into the bathing night, which passes its mind shackle test and probably beats the, uh, annihilation, the Lord Barge into the floor
10: as you'd expect. Um, I love passing mind Shackle Tests with Wraith Knights I guess it's brilliant Yeah <laughs> um, So my, my Warlord
13: on his barge With his Resurrection Orb and his Mind Shackles And his wall Scythe Did um, nothing To the Wraith oh, I'm no, sorry, I wounded it with the Impact Hit <laughs> um, Which was just hilarious um, I failed the uh, Get Back Up roll, um, Unfortunately So that was my Warlord gone And one barge gone um, which was fun and first strike as well and the attempt to get first strike he has to kill something in my turn so his turn two he moves over with two of the knights to attack my other lord on the barge um, shoots some shields off some annihilation barge basically for most of the game it was a four way so this annihilation barge's fight um, so we'll kind of forget that for the rest of the game he charged in against the next um, what do you call it? An um, barge lord. Barge lord um, passed both mine shuttle tests and smashed that one into the floor that also failed to get up. Um, so that was both lord. barge lords gone for a total of one wound on a Wraith night, so. sounds about right. Yeah. It's average. It's average. So I get my reserves on, so I've still got a couple of annihilation barges, I've got four knight scythes. Uh, three night sights came on I think, I marked one of the Wraith um, Knights that was um, holding an objective with all the Tesla and everything there. Uh, basically I had a uh, fully unwounded Wraith Knight and uh, the Wraith Knight I think I got down to like three wounds at that point. So I marked one, like five Tesla Destructors, shot the living crap out of them with the AP1 flamers and everything. And he passed something like 27 uh, out of 30 saves including like 3 out of 4, 5 up covers from AP2 hits from the sniper rifles. So basically that entire shooting block didn't actually kill anything other than put some wounds on some Wraith Knights. So that was really not looking so good at that point. Game carried on. I managed to, on the last turn, turn 5 got a cheeky contest onto the relic um, that was held by Wraith Knight. Because he didn't sort of position it quite right. And one deathmark unit managed to drop a Wraith knight in one round of shooting, which was hilarious. <laughs> was that with or without marked? No, it was marked, oh. but he just he just punked it. So the Flamers did two wounds, and then the sniper shots did like, a couple of AP, two wounds, and then he fluffed his he like completely fluffed all the saves on his warlord, which was just hilarious. Uh, unfortunately Gaz. Our own gas rolled for the turn six and rolled a five. Oh,
10: was that what that was for? Yeah, yeah,
13: you basically screwed me completely. Oh, right, uh, I just got handed
10: the dice and told roll it. Yeah, I
13: know, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so, yeah, the game carried on when my contestant unit went, my unit game line breaker went, my rest of my barges were dead, I had basically two fires left and one unit death marks. That was it, so uh, 20-0 loss to me.
10: So, Gas, how was your game? Uh, game four was against uh demons uh OJ was it? Yeah. who's played him already. Paul had played yeah, his game played in the game. So three. played played OJ after Paul played him. Um yeah this game could've gone better. Um it was the relic, OJ got first turn, jumped on the relic, moved back for the first three turns. So I couldn't catch up to him in three turns and we ran out of time after three turns, So, um, but on the end of turn three I was stood about two inches away from his unit of hounds with a relic. The problem with this game was I had about five different ways I could have won the game, Um, typical Gaz Jones style, managed to fail every single dice roll for everything. So first of all I couldn't kill a Soul Grinder in combat with um, 20 Witchblade attacks when he only had one hull point left. So that was the first downside because if I'd done that I'd just be able to get on the Relic and contest it It was only held by 6 demonettes which were summoned so they weren't even objective secured So I could have killed them and then put some jetbikes on the Relic Next one was I failed my hit and run with the Beast Pack Next turn um, I've got Gate of Infinity on the SEER Council So I tried to gate out of the combat, failed the Gate of Infinity test Um, I then try and shoot the demonettes with some jet bikes cause five wounds. He makes four saves, so I can't even get in there into contest with my other unit of jet bikes, which were ready to turbo in. So I had so many outs, but just couldn't roll dice for toffee. So, anyway, that's that was our game. So, it, again, it was one of those ones ran out of time. Um, if it had carried on, I'm pretty sure I'd have managed to win that one, but. You know, things like that happen at events sometimes, you can't finish the game, you can't really predict what's going to happen with dice rolling, but, which was a shame. You can if it's you. Well, you can if it's me, yeah. Everyone, if it's me, and it's like <laughs> there's that one crucial <laughs> dice roll which has got a nine, 99% chance of passing, no I'll chance. fail it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it will be a point
4: to men, we may talk about later on about the times and games and things like that, so we'll come back to that some point later. So, my game four, I got to play Another Chump. Another one? Yeah. yeah. So did I. And I Paul also play some, played another chump. Some
14: unknown prick who just turned up for the weekend to ruin everyone's fun. <laughs> who did you play? <laughs> who did you play? Paul
4: Burke. <laughs> who did you he, play? He played himself in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> me and Paul played each other. Uh, he got the powers he needed. Unfortunately no hammer hand. Uh, but I got to go first. And my scatter dice were horrendous. I couldn't hit anything,
14: could I, Paul? No, you couldn't. You'd go in two turns you have sixteen large blasts yep. and every single one of them hit. Or if it scattered it was yeah, if it like scattered a three it three scattered an inch and still hit as many models as when you placed it originally.
4: So yeah, my first turn was pretty good. I think I killed his spirit over the shard, another spirit Save, three beastmasters and Seven or eight dogs In, or so. About half the beast pack. Nearly. Yeah, a good chunk of it. It was a good start. Great nights. Oh. Then Paul runs forward a little bit, tries punking a riptide. I know this. Rob's yeah. got us all same punking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it do much? No, turn one. I don't really achieve anything.
14: Yeah. I just finally get some psychic powers up to hopefully not yeah. die quite as quickly. Turn two. Do. So it's about it for
4: right? me. My turn two. Move up with oh. the knights a little bit got a little bit of pressure on the pack by having it being towards midboard, but not too close to give him a nice hit and run off to the riptides and crisis suits which came on in the other corner and then shoot a lot of the wraith knights and do half wounds to one I think and one or two wounds to the other. Yeah they were both about half dead by this point, too. a few
14: wounds on weren't they? So I started picking them off a little bit. Then Paul's turn two. Yeah, so I decide... I don't really want to charge into all the knights and I don't want to get charged by them but I can't avoid them because there's three of the huge fuckers. So, the wraith knights are going down a flank, some objectives and gonna take the Wraith uh, riptides out and stop him getting objective secured, deep striking onto the objective by just being a threat and being near them. And the beast back, buff up, go to kill one of his crisis that went for the relic Put a few models into one of the knights, then I can hit and run off into the far corner where all these troops have come down. And then Matt decides to stomp, roll a six, and kill the beast pack with a sweeping advance. Because the six took the Baron off. Yeah, took the Baron off, by made sure he won combat by five or six and swept the initiative six beast pack. Yeah. Yeah, that's
4: that's about right. four, it's about right. It's about average, Matt. I on a four. Two. that's what happened so that was that game pretty much that was game over at yeah, that point was it was two red bites against two Matt's entire army
7: yeah.
4: I'd lost a Crisis suit at that point um, so yeah that was it a, a uh, it was a tough game a tough, hard fought 20-0 to me I'm sure Paul wouldn't say otherwise about the hard fought but I got a lucky dice on the six and it changed things massively yeah,
13: that was game four. Game five, then, Rob? That's me. me. Um, game five, I got fellow GT member Alan. And um, fairly uneventful game. He had some chapter masters and bikes and random bits of stuff. And um, when well, yeah, that was a draw. Wasn't really a lot to say about it, to be honest with you. So, a nice, easy game, game five. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice and much. simple. Very simple,
10: yeah. So, back to you, Gas. Game five was against. Um, the wave serpent spam that everyone else seems to have already played Um, (laughs) against Sid Um, playing this game (laughs) look to the matchup, and it's one of those ones where whoever gets first turn wins really Um, because if I get first turn I get to buff up my units and just charge at him and I'll be on him in turn two or three Um, whereas if he goes first he just shoots me off the board Um, and I don't get I will have nothing left pretty much so we roll All I get first turn I'm pretty happy and then Sid managed to steal the initiative so I thought ah crap here we go. Um, Thankfully though weathered the storm for the first turn I only lost a quarter of my beast pack so not too bad thinking I was going to lose probably about half of it at least and several of the characters but managed to not lose any characters quite luckily. Um, But the problem is again it's me so I can't roll dice. (laughs) So I managed to fail Invisibility for the first two turns, fail any other buff powers like Protect or anything like that, so come the end of turn, my turn two, sorry, halfway through my turn two, Sid's already shot me for two turns, I'm just thinking I've got nothing left, I've got a bit of a beast pack and I've got six Warlocks, no, five Warlocks, that's all I've got left, so I thought sod it, I'll just... To see what happens. So, I rolled all my dice at Gate of Infinity and put my arm, my all my Seer Council and my, all my characters right in front of Sid's army just to see how quickly he could kill it. And it only took him half his shooting face to kill the whole thing. Um, Sid wanted to call it then, but I made him play on because <laughs> I just wanted to see how well I could do with my jet bikes, playing a bit of practice for myself, really, because I knew the game was lost on turn two. So, I wanted to just practice seeing what how. How I can do with the whole defensive mindset, hide, see if I can steal points and objectives, all those kind of things. If it, ended, if it, if it had have ended turn five, I was, you know, able. I would probably have been able to scrape a couple of points here or there at, a, at an ETS style event. Um, but it went on for seven turns, so he tabled me, unfortunately. So yeah, there was nothing I could do in that game. It was one of those. Come on, on. Guys. nice no, sixteen four. Yeah, you, you, you say your beast pack's better than mine. My beast pack is better, unfortunately. <laughs> it's played by me, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't roll dice. But Captain Jones, champion of the known universe, yeah. yeah, you must be able to roll dice. Or is that just not in no, the UK? No, no. What it is, Matt, is when I play, <laughs> when I played for England, I couldn't roll dice. When I played for Wales, I can roll dice. I wasn't playing for Wales this weekend. I wasn't playing for England, to be fair, but I was playing for Wales. You're playing Flame On, weren't you? I was playing for Flame On, and I can't roll dice because you didn't shout Flame On for everyone who remembers that. No, no. I, everyone who remembers it? Do you mean nobody <laughs> who remembers that? <laughs> they remember the horror of nobody's book. So, yeah.
4: Where are we up to then? Game five, that
14: Paul's was, was
4: Pause game five, yeah. yeah. My game five
14: is against Tau. Um, typical sort of buff commander, broadsides, list, sky rays, crewed, usual sort of thing. No riptides in it, though, which is quite handy. Um, get Fortune, get Invis, get Quickening, and first turn. So I'm in charge range of him by the end of my turn one and just throw everything into him, the Wraith Knight's beast pack, as close as I can to him. He has a shooting phase, doesn't do a right lot. Um, So on turn two, I charge and kill his buff commander's unit, the crisis suits with them, start getting Wraith Knights into the Bastion, lock Shadow Sun in combat, and he's pretty much just got two Skyrays left, and some crew that haven't come on the board yet. So it wasn't a, wasn't much of a game that lasted too long, to be honest. So we played it on anyway and tried to see whether we could play defensively and you know snipe the ball or try and get a few points or objectives here or there, but he wasn't able to. So it was a twenty-nil in the end to me.
10: Well done, Paul.
13: Oh, what's that for remembering what happened? <laughs> yeah, that's good.
10: It's, it's impressive. <laughs> it was lunchtime today. It was a bit, it's a bit more fresh. Um, right. So game six. So let's so just game, get a little so little game roundup five before Going. for Robo. Have we not had game five for Robbo? No. We no. just feel. Well, you're talking so much, it just feels like we've heard it already. How should
4: I Wait. So by game five, I'm playing. Doing what I who two? Two. Paul and Gantz <laughs> have already played he has his demon list uh, we only get four turns in the end it's, it's, uh, the game just takes a while somehow uh, <laughs> Somehow. He starts off with seven power so dice it's a running theme. <laughs> by turn two I think he's up to 14 base so he gets a 12 on the warp store he summons two units and gets a unit to come out of the port glyph and then go Ooh, let's go Sacrifice, I think it is, and become a herald as well. So that was fun. And then I sh- do some damage, move up, mobilize a soul grinder, turn one, not too much happens. Turn two, charge both soul grinders and a unit of that's that just in front of a soul grinder in the way. Then kill all three of them. Then move on. He summons more guys, tries to block me in. A couple of turns I beat my way out. And then by the end of the game, I have more. So I get the primary, we draw the secondary on the maelstrom, and I think I won, I think he won the tertiary to end up thirteen seven to me. So yeah, so going into a roundup as the mm-hmm. guys suggested before skipping me out.
10: Well, so, you know, no-one likes you anyway. Rob, well, game six, <laughs> how's things looking for you before we go into it? Um, not
13: that great, to be honest with you. Um, 40 something point, 50 something points Something like that So um, Two wins Two losses And a draw At that point uh, Necrons are suffering Don't think they're um, I don't know Against the current meta Not quite as good as everyone thinks They are on paper Certainly not That build um, Certainly struggle against Demons and Eldar um, And everything is Demons and Eldar So yeah. It's kind of that So yeah I went to table um, 7, game 6, and it's Eldar with um, yeah lots of stuff that kills Necrons, <laughs> so he's, uh, it's, oh what's the gentleman's name now, now can't remember his name, can anyone else remember his name? I did not see your last game of right, no. so no, can't remember the guy's name, very nice guy, playing with Eldar, he's three wave serpents, some uh, War walkers outflanking, some deep striking, um, Warp Spiders, a Fire Prism, a Raised Knight, so it's not what you would call an optimised tournament list, it's got fire Dragons in there, and, um, four units of Jet Bike, so it's got all the good stuff in, but not a properly optimised tournament style on our list, and he kind of did, well, first turn was funny, I gave him first turn, he did and then I managed to kill two White Serpents, turn one, with three Annihilation Barges. Just went a bit turbo six mental and wrecked them. One he put on the top of a piece of a passable terrain. Um, so the contents were dead as well because they had nowhere to deploy. Um, so I thought, well, okay, well, you know, that's a good start. Maybe with a chance here. It's turn two. His reserves come on. So the five Water Spiders drop down, kill Annihilation Barge. Warwalkers come on, kill the Lord Command Barge. The Raven Knight steps up, kills the Lord Command Barge with just two strength 10 shots. Just 6 6 6 6 gone. Uh, both Lord Command Barges failed to stand up, uh, as they have in pretty much every game of the day. So at this point, I've got one Annihilation Barge left um, and four night Sides, and that's about it. We'll play the Hammer and Anvil, so I can't get the death marks and terrain, do anything useful on turn, turn turning command. So we we play back and forward, shoot this, shoot that, and on turn five, so I'm going second, I managed to jump, Um, so we're playing playing Crusade, um, primaries for four objectives, I managed to drop on all the objectives, flame this, shoot that, shoot the other, and I'm winning winning the primary mission turn five. Uh, losing the secondary and winning the tertiary game continues and he shoots me off the objectives so he's then winning again and I try the sort of last desperate ditch well I need one night tried to, to kill a race and I need one night side to, to kill this type of stuff uh, which doesn't work and uh, he basically dies and he wins 20-0 so for the Necrons, they get Delta again. Paul? Uh, oh, that's good to Matt. Yeah, oh, that's good uh, to,
4: to Matt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm now on table one, currently in the lead by, I think, one point at this point, but anyone on the top two tables could still win it, because it's very close still. I'm playing Sid, who everybody in the car has played, Quick refresh of his list is four wave serpents, Dying Avengers, three Ridden knights and a fire of absolute crap. So he seizes on me, which actually a quick thing. Uh, shoots, kills a to turn one. It's a little bit upsetting, but my saves weren't too great and then you supposed to blink it off a serpent in the end. Then I move up. I think, because he rolled the Warlord trait in Iandon where his Warlord and Friendly Models within 12 get 6 appeal or pay. So the four wounds actually caused which went through the Ruin saves after Night Fight, I think maybe only two or three went through, he rolled a 6 and saved each one. So that was fun. Uh, his turn to of a few demons I think turn one is some of the units, turn two is some of the unit of uh, play bearers. So now you come and drop down midboard, knights move round. Takes a couple of points off some of my knights. Uh, my turn to charge both play bearer and wipe them out. One of my maelstrom objectives was kill two units in a combat. Then I move up a little bit more. He I think he picks up a knight <coughs> three. I pick off a couple of serpents. Wraith Knights are just going back and back hiding, hiding from my Knights which I think and others have said after he killed one of my Knights they probably should have just pushed up and gone for the throw so I think once you got three Wraith Knights shooting and charging two Imperial Knights once they tight team up they should take one out You may lose one in return but then the other two take the other one out <laughs> and then it's three Wave Serpents at this point against have rib in a few crisis suits, so it comes down to the end of the game, he's pushed back that far, turn five, we've got roughly seven minutes left So to say, okay, we're going to end this turn, so he moves to contested objective, tries to get onto one, which is just out, and sits on another one, I then boost up my rip for a 46 jump, jump onto one objective, move my one crisis, just hide an old game, out, run and jump onto another, and move the one crisis, which was left from unit three, onto the other, to give me a win on primary. Because uh, I had both control and gave us well head on maelstrom. I think that ended up like nine to two, possibly. Oh, I stopped trying to get the objectives and draw cards after. I was on eight nil, with only a couple of turns left. And then he won tertiary. So, in the end, that's a win for me, but only a small one. So, we we'll go to Gaz and Paul's games before we oh, go on to the actual results. For real. Right, yeah. who did you play, Paul? Uh,
14: some chump who's an England B team member now. The one with long hair? Yeah. Defecting and falling out with a certain Kaz. Did you hear that,
10: Matt? England B team. That, that team yeah. that
14: beat them at the Home Nations. And, and you mean that team that has never podiumed at the ETC where it matters? Unlike. <laughs> twice. We got second best sport in two years in a row. It's close enough for me. Yeah. Uh, well see when you can't win you've got to you bribe your
4: opponents, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> With Barbara.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Which I'm sure some listeners
10: who were maybe if they were at Nova or see the pictures just a quick know of Barbara. Just a quick one as well. What colour was the trophy you got in in Serbia? What what was it what? The what most recent one? Yeah, the one in Serbia. What what trophy yeah, this did you get? I don't get know where this Bronze. Is going. Bronze colour trophy. What colour trophy was the one I got in Serbia, Matt?
4: Was it gold? It was a
10: gold one. I remember that. <laughs> so anyway, our game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Garth. yeah, but yeah, but the English didn't yeah, play in the that The English event, didn't so <laughs> <that's>,
14: <laughs> We let you win that one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so
10: on to this weekend. So. Who did you play again? Gas Jones, champion of the known universe. <laughs> me, me and Paul uh, decided that we were tired, and we didn't like each other very much.
4: So it beast a pack, beast pack.
10: So what yeah, we did so was, so we had a little... We well, had a beast pack off. We had a, be- we a beast silly. pack off, then we had a, a Wraith Knight versus Seer Council. Yeah. And then a troop off. Yeah. So. And to, to decided we went for, we set up 12 inches in, in a channel about 24 inches right, wide. Yeah, about two foot wide and said, we're not going to leave this area, we're just going to
14: throw our beast packs at each other and we, see who comes out on top. Best of three rock, paper, scissors for first turn.
10: Yeah. Which I won the first one. We both had barren, so yeah, it, was pointless. You know, it was equally weighted. And neither of us had dice. <laughs> 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 we had to go find dice. So who won the beast pack off? <laughs> well, Gaz decided to
14: go for the assault on mine. Or rather, jump fairly close to me to try and do a bit of shooting. And then, so he put Invis up, tried to put Fortune up, and I threw
10: nineteen dice back at it and blocked it. And how many dice did I pass it on? Two. I got two passes. Yeah, quite possibly. I only, I only got two passes. I expect you know, so, more than you, from you, though, guys. normally I'm really good at rolling Fortune. If you haven't got that by now, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> that, then yeah, that's a running theme. So I blocked. You're that good at rolling it? Yeah. yeah
4: character that that gets in his
10: list. Yeah. Yeah I, had to, yeah, I took an actual guy to actually auto-get it. Anyway, yeah. So I block Fortune.
14: You then decide it's a bit safer to try and run backwards. Maybe I'll fail the charge on you, because you're not going to win that combat that round. Yeah, I'm not going to win that combat, now. So I jump forward, but it's only a five-inch charge. I get both my powers off, because Gaz can't block anything. And then then you got off the most important power. Oh, yeah, we turned yeah. it away. So, since he had and no fortune, I put Cleansing Flame on his beast back first. That's such a good power. put about ten or eleven wounds on it. Well,
10: the thing was, he only got it on two successes, and I rolled five dice (laughs) at stopping it, and didn't stop it. On, what was it, four ups to stop it? Couldn't stop it. So he comes through, does eleven wounds, I'm thinking, it's alright, only four up saves, so I'm going to lose about five here. So after I take off the nine dogs that he killed, <laughs> we decided to go for the combo phase. Yep, so I charge in with both my
14: big buffs up, and basically leave him with about two or three dogs
10: left. It wasn't good. And was it? a dead Baron as well. Was oh, it? Oh yeah, the Baron. Yeah, yeah a dead Baron. Baron as well. died. So on, the, on the, I think it was like on the third roll. Just dead Baron. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So yeah, Baron died, um, and then it was just me just trying desperately to. Draw it out as long as possible. But yeah, yeah so pull, I pull
14: annihilated on that one. everything in it for the loss of about six dogs. So, like, so, what did winning
4: that little matchup mean for the actual game well, which you were supposed
10: to be playing? Unbe- unbeknownst to us, we decided we just could be asked, so we're going to call it a draw. But we'll talk about what happened afterwards with Chris. But anyway, so we're up for the second matchup, which was Seer Council versus two Wraith Knights. So, it's was eight yeah. Warlocks versus two Wraith Knights and rock paper scissors again and obviously who, who wins that again yeah you won I won it again you won that one you I won, won that mean, one again yeah because someone someone sucks at rock paper scissors <laughs> <laughs> um, so I decide to move the bikes forwards to one flank and throw a vortex of doom is it called the vortex of doom yeah yeah the vortex of doom at one of his wraith knights which hits and does one wound oh. but then at the start of Paul's turn
14: yeah, it then stays where it is and hits me again, taking another three wounds off, I think. Yeah, so it's down to two wounds, this Wraith yeah, Knight. so my Wraith Knight screwed at this point. So then, did you, you bounce them towards me, didn't you? Yeah, I jumped them both up, shot, killed two Warlocks, cool. killed the one on two wounds, nearest, made the charge. No, you well, you know, you took it down to one wound on the Overwatch. Yeah, I took it down to one wound, yeah. It made Not the, the charge, killed another <laughs> Warlock.
10: No, because I was left with four, you killed three in shooting phase. You? Oh, no, no. You killed one of no, of two. I only four two left. Two from shooting. Oh, I know because the vortex of Doom guy killed himself. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. he, he barrels. Yeah, he so, barrels himself yeah. out. So, yeah, I was allowed to four warlocks, and you had a wraith knight on six wounds. Yeah, so I've lost the wraith knight at this point. You took the last wound off
14: in, with your witch blades after the overwatch on one. Yeah. So we're both left with basically half of what we
10: started with. I've yep. got one wraith knight, you've got half of your council left. So then my council then moves across and sits right next to where the vortex is. Um, thinking if it scatters nicely if I charge you where you are it might scatter onto it and then my brain kicked in and remembered that I could charge him and shoot him (laughs) (laughs) so I did that and took what was it two wounds off with the shooting yeah you got two wrens on your shuriken two wrens on the shuriken charged you killed did another wound you did you did two I think wounds. He killed one warlock. He killed one. Yes, cause it was three. Yeah. Yeah. So you killed one three. warlock. So it was yeah. down to three three warlocks versus two wounds on the eighth night. Um, I get him down to one wound. You got me down to one warlock. Yeah. Yeah. I killed another two warlocks yeah. next turn with one wound left. So it looked like we were going to have mutual death. Mutual yeah. death. And then I took. I killed his last guy. He does a wound to me in because it's all the same mission. He does his wound to me, and I pass my save. So yeah. I win with one warlock yeah, you get left. Out of one guy left. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now he's won with the beast pack off. I've won the council versus the night nine. So we thought sorry we'll have a decider. We'll play your troops versus yeah. my troops. Troops on troops. Yeah. Now I thought I'm I'm sitting pretty here. I've got four jet bike squads. A unit dark elder warriors. Bob's a uh, Bob. Paul's only got two dark yeah. two squads of jet bikes. One unit dark elder warriors. I have, I have the one shuriken cannon. You've got shuriken cannon. Then we rock paper scissors. Banner in your works. Rock it. paper scissors again. Yep. So you'd worked out your technique by now. He did, and I lost that one, which was huge. Quite well yeah. in, this, in this pivotal game. This was <laughs> in this, this was a decider. It's cripple fight off.
14: <laughs> yeah. um, I killed a couple of bikes at long range, I think. Yeah. And you passed your leadership tests. Yeah. You then move up, but you're out of range because you don't have shuriken cannons or anything on any of yours. So. Yeah. You take
10: one pot shot at my cannon that was still in range. Yeah, I don't do anything. No, and then, um, then a bit of chipping back and forth. I'm left with about the same size as you now. I've only got about, I've got about seven bikes. Uh, no, sort of about six bikes. You got about five yeah, bikes. The next turn,
14: I moved up and got the jump on you with all the Shurikens. Yeah, because you couldn't just sit back. Yeah. Whereas I could. Yeah. So So I got the multi charge off and rapid fired with all the warriors, killed as many as I could, and we were were down to about even numbers by then.
10: And then after that, we had the. After killing my warriors off, and I'd killed pretty much everything of your stuff off, we were left with you had three jet bikes, I had one jet bike. Yeah. So you've jumped forward, shot my bike, I've survived. Did nothing. So you've charged me? Charged it, did nothing. Three hammers, nothing, combat, nothing. I do nothing, and then we proceeded to have about 15 to 20 rounds of combat with my one jet bike versus his three. Yeah. <laughs> I've killed one, and yeah. You killed, I killed one, you passed the leadership. Fortunately, don't yeah. get cut down by your one last bike, <laughs> and then finally, you managed to kill my jet bike. And this game yeah. over there, so Paul wins that one. So we handed we go in and say, oh, we drew. And um, Chris decides that, no, he's not having any of that. So he decides that for the beast pack-off, that was primary. The sea council, Wraith Knights was secondary. And the um, troops was tertiary. So Paul won primary and tertiary. I won the secondary. So it was 14-6 to Paul. Yeah. Which was fair enough. Since neither of us were in contention for actually winning anything. Yeah, um, it didn't matter it in worked. the end of things. We, I, I think we need
13: to, be, to, to clarify that... Scores were checked to make sure that what was going on wasn't gonna seriously. Yeah, we were we were already qualified,
14: yeah, we, weren't we? We made sure first that even yeah. if the table above us drew, we still couldn't still couldn't frog them into any sort of
10: placing, so couldn't win anything, couldn't drop out of qualifying, so yeah. it didn't matter either way. So we just had a bit of fun. So that was that was it. So how did it how did it all finish up at the end then Matt? You can round it up. So final results. Yep. We have Rob in what position? 19th or
13: something (laughs) 19th out of 26 about my worst ever tournament finishing well done Rob well played Rob the conclusion there is that uh, Necron command bodges are actually shit or Rob just doesn't
10: know what he's doing I'm going with option B thanks for that man me I came a a proud 11th qualifying when I should have Probably done better, if I'm honest. We've we've missed the important bit out.
13: What? I got a painting nomination. Oh,
10: yeah. (laughs) At your own tournament.
13: (laughs) First time ever. So I did actually qualify. Yes, the actual standard of painting in this event, there was a couple of nice armies. Well, no, no. If anyone knows me and I got a painting nomination, that kind of says it all. Yeah. I got two sporting dogs as well. Jeez, never. Yeah. Never. One, to yep. be fair, so one, one of them was that from, from
4: me. me. And the other, other was from, was from me. From <laughs> so, yeah.
13: That was for taking it like a chump. <laughs> and, uh, so, so yeah, I came 19th, Gaz came 11th. Paul? 4th. Uh, 4th. And
4: I somehow managed to win my first ever actual proper event. Woohoo, go
10: me. Hey, well done, Matt. Hey. Matt's... Bob, you're driving, don't, don't laugh. <laughs> Don't worry.
13: Well,
4: hopefully by hearing this
13: podcast, we know we survived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had Matt in first. We had uh, OJ Hemings in second, yeah. and Dan Sargent in third place. So the top three list-wise
4: were Tower Imperial Knights, Demons, and
13: Tower
4: Tower Tower Summoning Tower. So Pacific Rim takes it's first event in the UK. <laughs> Although, Yay, we're all so happy. Oh yeah. With it being a strong list though, I can see it wasn't just stomping face every game. Like, the yeah. first game it lost, the third game could have been really close, and I came very close to losing the third night, which would have swung it away in his favour. And the last game again was really, really close. If he played a little bit differently, he probably could have won that or been a lot tougher. Same against Paul, against the Beast Pack, the General, the Six. Uh, a little bit of luck when I needed it. Would have been so, a little bit of a so different game. So for everyone game.
13: listening, this is Matt trying to play his army down so that the orders don't comp it out and he hasn't spent all that money on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
10: Tell you what, Matt, yeah. when they do comp it, yeah. not if, um, yeah. <laughs> you need to start getting them nights on eBay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, there's plenty of people buy them off you. <laughs> No, I'll have one night in army, I'll have one. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have one, Bob will have one, there you go, we don't. <laughs> But nah, it's a very good
4: strong list. I did find at some points, because you do have 11 models in the army, once you lose a knight, which against, well, there's a lot of wave serpents, the nights and things like that running around, it's not ridiculously hard to do. No. Then, if you lose a knight and a Riptide, say, you're
13: down to three models, which are actually doing anything in the game. It's the same problem I had with the Necrons until the flyers come on there's actually five models that do anything and you just don't have the board presence to play these um, tiered missions with Maelstrom Objectives and and Normals. So yeah it is a good strong list it does
4: have its weaknesses it does have its bad matchups I think it's another one of those where anything in 40k the last few years everyone has a moment and then there's something that'll beat it or it'll get a bit of luck and miss the bad matchup or get luck in a matchup where it needs it. I think at the moment we've said <coughs> the way the meta is, there's so many lists which could win an event. It's just getting the matchups, getting a little bit of luck or yep. being a chump and rolling a six every now and again when you need it.
13: True, true. Um, to round up the results... Um, Marcus Waldridge got our best painted for his very nice Blood Angel army. That's who um, Rob played in game one. So I played in game one, that was quite a landslide on the boats. is Aaron Quigley um, yeah. that took the most sporting boat. And then um, between them all took a pile of prizes home from our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, so big thanks to Mantic, who yeah. I have the new Mars Attack game, which...
10: I can't wait to play. ...will be really good, and the models look awesome. I've heard good things about it. I've been waiting to play that since it came out. <laughs> so I think it's only just come out. Yeah, that's so what I mean. mean. Uh, since I heard about it with the yeah. um, startup. And If anyone's interested in that, if you just Google Mars Attack Mantic Games, I'm sure you'll be able to find out all about it. And it's based on the actual film, isn't it? The real Mars. Yeah. It's not just a random game. You know, the uh, Tim Burton movie. So if anyone's interested in that movie, this game's for you. Yeah.
4: Uh, big thanks to KR for my new KR case. Which I need to find somewhere to put along with all the other cases, being a hobbyist and having too much stuff. You can never have too many cases. No, you have too much stuff to put in the cases, not enough space for the cases. Yeah. yeah. Big thanks to Element Games for the vouchers as prize support, and again to Army Painter, although unfortunately none of that went to me. Oh. oh. No, great prize support, great event great terrain, great venue, all in all so far, really good weekend yep. and now we're just an hour and a bit away from home, about to go get some food, yes, yeah,
10: so what are we going to talk about for the next hour to pass the journey,
4: <laughs> <laughs> slow play, slow play, time, Let's yeah let's and waste feedback.
10: time, feedback. feedback, talk really slowly, play like you talk, okay. Okay, right. Cheers, guys. That's odd. I thought that would be big
4: news. You thought what would be big news? Well, there seems to be an absence of a certain ornithological piece. A headline regarding mass awareness of a certain
3: avian variety. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! a well, a bird, bird, bird. 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 A bird, a bird. Brian, don't you know about the bird? Well, Peter's gonna tell you about the bird. A well A bird, a
8: bird. A bird. A A bird. A Oh, my God, Peter, are you all right?
0: You can thank Adam Ryland for that outro this week. It was his choice. Um, We're still undecided on music, so if you've got any good suggestions uh, for music for the podcast, please get involved and uh, drop some links on the Facebook page. Uh, That's just Allies of Convenience. Make sure you like that page. We're already at, like, 150 likes, which is pretty cool for our first... uh, first episode in so thanks very much to everyone who's liked already thank you so much to anyone who has left a review or subscribed on the iTunes podcast that really appreciate that and of course appreciate anyone who's been listening um whatever that is I think we are by the time this comes out we will have hit a thousand plays on our first episode which is incredible really uh, thanks to everyone for the support uh we are going to be recording a Dark Eldar special uh, possibly in the next week um Everyone's been working on ideas for that, so we're going to give you a real good informed Codex review rather than a knee-jerk reaction one. Um, And we'll be back in two weeks' time with coverage from the GT Heat 2 from Brighton, as well as Battle for Salvation, which is a large-scale GT tournament in the States. We're going to round that up with a meta comparison between the USA and the UK. So look out for that, guys, and I'll see you next time.